Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a For another week of in 4G Radio, episode 453 for November 28th, 2016. This year is almost over, and I think I can speak for everybody when I say you will not be missed 2016. Nope. Too many people have died this year, and it, it makes me sad. Yeah. We had uh, Mama Brady. Fidel Castro. I, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was more thinking about Mama Brady. She passed away. Yeah. This week, 2016. And that that guy from Firefly. That guy from what? Ron Glass. Who? Yeah. He played uh, Shepard Book in Firefly. Um, he was also in some other stuff, but obviously that's what he's remembered for. So I'm sorry. He died I, this weekend. I don't remember. Anyway. You're not a Firefly fan, though, are you saying? No, no, I like good shows. Oh, okay. I <laughs> Okay, you want to, you want to be that guy? Okay, have you not been around for my? He's al- he's always yeah. He's not been around for the Firefly discussion. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, there's a reason they canceled it right after one season. Whew. <laughs> Motherfucker! Uh, are you gonna get dragged into this? You just like really? You just trolling? I'm 100 percent trolling. I don't I don't like the oh, show, okay. but I like to oh, troll okay, it. Okay. So, but anyway, uh, with us this week we have Drew. Hey. Hey. Is he confused where you were? No. I was just saying hey. Hey. We got the Wombat too. Whoop. Whoop. We got, uh, we got John. Hello. The miserable Brit as you're, as you've been tagged now. To say mm-hmm. And finally we have oh, Jay. You know. Jay, the, the mysterious Asian from last week's conversation. Yeah. There, there's very little mystery, but you know, knock yourselves out. But buongiorno. <laughs> You you are not you're not fitting into the mold, man. Bongiorno. What's the, what's, Come on what's, now. What's the, what's the mold, man? There's no mold, okay? That's the only mold you need to know about. There's mold everywhere. Get you sick. In the basement. It'll get you drunk. I put all I put all the Chappelle show on my Plex server and I've been watching that again cuz goddamn it's one of the best shows ever made. I totally forgot about the dog food line. I about lost it when he said it. The uh, the Netflix Dave Chappelle specials. I can't wait, man. Oh, dude! I, oh. First, thing, I'm gonna burn that thing up the, the minute it hits Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be waiting till the minute and I'm gonna play it immediately. Hey, so excited! Hey, Gilmore Girls went up this week. Drew, how is Gilmore Girls? <laughs> <laughs> You would have to ask my girlfriend that because she is the one. Well, who... you you watch it with her all the time now, so you should tell us about your this... favorite characters, their relationships, and whatnot. My favorite character is Sam Winchester because he's on that show. He is on that show, which is, is he? okay. Weird. That's funny. It's uh, there's a there's a joke about it in Supernatural season eleven. 
Were there there on... was a joke about it earlier in the season. Oh, oh was it earlier? Okay, so yeah, where they're on the lot. Yeah, they're on the lot, and they said, "Oh, you got to go to the Gilmore Girls set." And he like he perks up and looks around for a second, <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Another one of the reasons why Supernatural is one of the best shows ever made. It's Overrated. True. Shut your it's mouth. It's so true. I, I, I didn't say anything. I mean, you might be hearing things. I don't know. Nah, you know, at least it made it past one season. You know. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, video games. Let's talk about those. We're wrapping it up. We're getting close to the end. Got a couple more big games still. Kind of little. There's a little game coming the, out. The, the the couple of the biggest games ever made, Ken. Well, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you anticipated one. Anticipated games of all time, Ken. I'll give you one. I'm not giving you the other one. Nobody's uh, anticipating that game. Go sell two. twelve copies. And they're all going to one guy, one sad little man who. Like one big, incredibly happy man is what who, you were who likes big bird dogs. And terrible yes. controls. Anyway, video games. Drew, let's talk about yeah. video games. Okay. Nothing particularly new. Um, I did finish Mass Effect. Uh, we talked about it on Phoenix Down. Uh, that show yes, is live now. Nice. Um, I enjoyed my time with that game, but <laughs> I wish I would play a Mass Effect too. Yeah, <laughs> no, just... Man, that game, that game stutters so bad. Like it, like it, I can't. Like I don't even know what's going on half the time. Huh. Um. But yeah, played that. Finished that up. Um. More Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, I um. Yeah, I, I I wrote my review. Um. And I'd already put probably about maybe I don't know twelve thirteen hours into it. Um. And. I don't know. Like I read, I was reading some more stuff about it, and um, the QR code stuff kind of got me addicted to it again. So you can scan QR codes, and it will reveal a Pokemon uh, to add into your Pokedex, which basically shows you where you can capture it. Mm-hmm. But if you scan ten codes, um, you can scan ten, up to ten codes a day, and when you scan one, it will say, "Hey, there's a rare Pokemon that showed up on this route." And you got two hours to capture it. And so if I go to that route and I capture it, it's one of those, it's a rare Pokemon that isn't normally in the Pokedex. So say it's like from a previous generation. And that's really addicting. Where do you get the QR it's, codes? Are they like on Mountain Dew or something? I don't know where they are. I found them on Imager. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody has posted every single QR code on Imager. And you can just scan them that way. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't understand this. Like, I bought some pizza rolls yesterday at the grocery store, and there's DLC for Gears of War Four in my pizza rolls. Okay. Well, actually, in the roll. Yeah, you got to, you got to bite into it, and then you get like five <laughs> of the twenty-five digit code. Yeah, I'm just saying. Nice. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't know where it's no, at. No, I'm I haven't, joking. I haven't opened the pizza rolls yet. I just saw the, the thing on the. I'm, bag. I'm sure it's on the inside of the box. Somewhere. Yeah, like I, my my wife drinks Diet Mountain Dew, so like we have tons of Titanfall XP codes if anybody needs. <laughs> Oh yeah, please. <laughs> you me? Do you realize how many uh, XP codes I had for um, Halo Four whenever it first came out? Did you buy, I drank a lot, Mountain Dew. buy a lot of Doritos, Mountain Dew. I bought. I did Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yes, I did. Uh, Doritos. You know what I didn't always... notice this year. Speaking of Mountain Dew, what's that? I didn't see a Game Fuel launch. They didn't have one. Well, there was think. no like Halo. Normal. There was no Halo. No, but year. they they've done it with Call of Duty the last. Yeah, they did it with too. Call of Duty. Yeah, I don't know what's, what happened. Uh, what's, there. what's Game Fuel? 
it's the best Mountain Dew, and we're not going to start this Doritos argument again. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's I didn't even say anything. I, I don't. I've never tried this game fuel. You know those those thing. Cool Ranch guys are a little defensive. Yeah, we oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're too cool to be defensive. Uh, the um, <laughs> no, it's the the cherry one. The cherry. It's like um, I don't know. It, to me, it tastes like nerds. Like if you took a box of nerds and put them in a bunch of Sprite. That's what it tastes like to me. Oh my and god! And it's fantastic. I was gonna say that either sounds really good or really awful. I can't. Oh, decide. it's really good. It depends on your palate, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, love games. I like nerds. Favorite. I like Sprite. I don't know how I feel about them commingling. Oh, they're fan. It's fantastic. Yeah. Trust me. Is it is it like the Code Red thing? Is that what it is? Oh, it's different than Code Red. It's got okay. so Code Red is red. Um, this is like an orange, orange, like yes, an orange, orangey red, but not. It's not orange like the Livewire live Mountain Dew. It's like an orangish red. It's very strange. I'll try and find a picture of it and send it to you. All of it. There, is there's all... a lot more lore to Mountain Dew than I realize. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, trust me. You gotta you gotta read the books and listen to the audio logs to get the dude. I, I am Dew. looking at the list of Mountain Dew flavors, and it goes above like thirty. Yeah, all of the they have the, it's to the, the point the where voting. they have. A, Mountain Dew has a website where you can type in your zip code and it'll tell you where you can find a certain flavor, like what stores stock a certain flavor. The only thing you need to know about yeah. Mountain Dew is that all of it will melt your kidneys. Probably. It's just pure sugar, isn't it? Well, obviously I've not got two of them. You only need one. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I can spare one. I'm cool. People are saying the Voltage is the best Mountain Dew flavor. Voltage uh, is all right. I, if I'm going to drink Mountain Dew, better. I'm going to drink Mountain Dew ass Mountain Dew. I like, and, and, I like in Baja Bull, Blast, though. In a poll, Game Blue okay, came at 24 out of 42. What's that? So, a Game Fuel, Mango Heat is the highest Game Fuel. Oh, uh, Mango that, Heat? No. Yeah, and that, that came up at 24. There's what are the Fuel other trop, trop, what? Tropical? Tropical? Is that the one you guys like? No, what are the other Game Fuel flavors that it lists? I'll remember what? it when I hear it. Wild fruit? No. Uh, I said tropical. And uh, like a citrus, che- che- cherry citrus. That's it. Yeah, cherry That's citrus came one. in at number number twelve. That's the best one ever. Everyone else is lying. There was a blue one too because they had a red and blue for <laughs> yeah, Halo. Get that, get that blue blue Mountain Dew. Man, we are the stereotype video game podcast. Just talking about video <laughs> Mountain games. Mountain Dew and Doritos. They're talking about Mountain Dew and Doritos. Okay. Baja Blast came in the number two, Drew. So you Heck know, yeah. that going for you. You gotta go to Taco Bell to get that though. So you gotta. <laughs> no, they got, it, they got it in stores now. Oh, they oh, got it in now? stores. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll just I'll just go to Taco Bell for it because uh, Taco Bell. What was number one? Yeah. Uh, Voltage. I don't even. Oh, okay. okay. That's the blue one. Yeah, that's. That <laughs> they had pitch black. They had white out. They had. That black All Mountain Dew was gross. Pitch, <laughs> pitch black tastes like balls. It tastes like Vin Diesel spit. That's what. It, is. <laughs> so it tastes really good. That's what you're saying? <laughs> what? What? Uh, let's talk about video games, Judy. What other video games are we talking about? Okay, besides Pokemon, um, I also um, played some Division with you. Yes, we played. Uh, they had the new patch, um, changed up some loot drops, stuff like that, added some new weapons, named weapons. Uh, I think they added a new gear, like like gear set. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, and uh, then they also dropped the survival DLC, which is the second part of the 
uh, <laughs> season pass. Which totally negates all of your grinding. Yeah, everything that you've done when you boot up the survival part, you are completely just naked. You ain't got shit. Yeah, you don't have anything. Nope. Um, what's really cool about it, though, and what I really liked about it was it's basically like a survival game. Like, um, I don't know, like those you, the shitty Steam games like kind of thing. Like the Forest, the Rust. Or the, yeah. Yeah. Where you start out with nothing, but you, you constantly have to craft stuff. You have to find things. But, but this uh, actually has and, a purpose. Like, you're, you're supposed to do something. you got to get to the antivirals. Yeah. So, basically, what you do is you're you're trying to craft a, um, a, a mask filter that will allow you to go into the dark zone. You go over into the dark zone. You grab the antiviral that you were supposed to get and then extract um, so the story is, is like you were supposed to go get these antivirals that were in the dark zone, but your helicopter crashed during a blizzard. And so you're, you're there with nothing. So you don't have any of your gear and you have to find guns. There's people running around, take them out, stuff like that. Uh, and then you can craft better stuff. So you can craft a, a baseball cap or craft better pants or something like that that keeps you warm. So you have to worry about the elements. So it's because this is a blizzard, it's constantly cold. So anytime you're walking outside, you're losing body temperature. At the same time, you're also infected with a, um, like I think you got hurt and you, you now have an infection. And so you have to constantly find medicine to take to keep yourself alive. Um, you'll get dehydrated, got to find water, get hungry, got to find food, that kind of thing. Um, so there's a bunch of things you have to keep and keep track of while still trying to get better loot in order to make it into the dark zone. You can also play it either PVE or PVP. Yeah. Uh, so if you're playing PVE, there's still people running around the area. Yep. Uh, they just can't hurt you, but you can help them out. But at the same time, they can steal your shit. So if you find, if you shoot a bunch of guys, they can just run up and grab all the shit they dropped. Yeah. I know. And shit isn't shared. Yeah, nothing's shared. So if me and Ken are standing next to each other, I find a ball of water, and if I pick it up, he can't pick it up. Yeah. So um, they had that. Um, it's I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. I, I actually went back and played it again solo and actually made it to the dark zone. So I was able to craft a, a filter and go to the dark zone, but, man, I was not ready for the dark zone. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, they, they send out, like, yellow barred guys that just wreck me. And it, it gives you a score for your survival at the end, and then it gives you loot boxes for the main game. Yeah. So that was kind of how long? Yeah, how long you survive? How many enemies you killed? How many things you crafted? How many like things you found? Um, and they rate you on that, and then depending on how well you do, they give you loot boxes for your regular character in the game. So, um, that game is still fun to play. Yeah. It's, what, what I liked about it was they could have easily just made a shitty survival game, but because it's a survival game in the division, there's actually some pretty good shooting mechanics. You know, it's 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 basically like they just added like this whole new game mode, and it's really cool. I have to give them it because I was I was originally thinking, oh, this is Dark Zone stuff. It's the cool thing is is that it's basically the entire map of Manhattan at your disposal. But there's all these other elements you have to worry about now. I like it a lot. Okay. You see yourself playing a lot more of it? Oh, yeah. 
Okay, cool. I this is this has brought me back because not only did they do that, the patch fixed the loot drop. So now a regular enemy will drop pretty good loot sometimes. Um, so they kind of turned it into side, kind of like Diablo. Diablo. Um, so you know you can just find a random great item on a um, regular enemy, um, but you're always guaranteed good items from fighting a boss or a yellow, um, a named enemy, basically. So yeah, they've they've done some really good improvements to that game. That's good to hear. Um, you know, when we talk about the uh, division and. We go back to how excited we all were when we began playing that game and how disappointed we felt when we got to that end game. It seems like they have made strides in trying to make that end game something that's, you know, has a legs, lasting appeal kind of business. And even though I don't think it's enough for me to, like, say, like, oh, I'll, I'll buy, like, the full collection when it comes out again, you know, like a Game of the Year edition with all the DLC. But it's, it's nice that people that bought the season passes aren't getting completely ripped off. There's stuff to do. That's good. Yeah. That's that. That's I think that's what they kind of have to do. I have a feeling once the third DLC releases, they're going to slowly stop supporting that game. Probably. I'll tell you what, that's as much shit as I give that game. It's probably my second or third most played game this year. I have like close to eighty hours in that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. Yeah. I think I have like four days and something. Yeah. Because they track it in days, kind of thing. So I know I have over four days. I play a lot of that game. The only game I think I've played more this year is Overwatch, and I'm somewhere in the range of like six days on that game. (laughs) I don't even think I've played Overwatch that much. Yeah, I have. I've played a fuckload of Overwatch. You'd probably be at around 100 hours too, Drew, based on your level. Yeah, the levels levels kind of match up to my my time played, because I'm I'm a level 130 now, and and I've put about 130, 140 hours in it. So That's about right. I think I'm level 107. Yeah, you've probably put 100 hours in that game, then, at least. Mm. Yep. Well, uh, but I did play some Overwatch as well. Um, but the other game I, I booted up, because I, I made a... I kind of made it a, a mission to do, I'm and I played uh, some Doom. I'm going to be on your ass every day. Yeah, do, do, do it, then. I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to beat Doom. Yeah, that game's so good. But what, game why, really but why Doom and not something like Xenogears, though? Because those are <laughs> games that you could finish. Because I don't care about Xenogears. Oh, okay. I see how it is. I see how it is, true. All right. Just go on. Tell, tell us more about your Doom. Go on. I, I, I've played probably about two hours of it. Um, beat uh, one of the chapters and then started the next one. Oh, man. I'm playing on Ultraviolence. I'm so, so sorry when you make it to the boss. I um, I, I I made it to hell. Do you stay in hell for a long time? A few levels, then you go okay somewhere else. Because it told me, like the the mission objective was make it out, make it back to Mars. Yeah, you'll you'll and, you'll leave hell and then you'll come back to hell again. Okay, so yeah, because I, I think at the end of that level, I went back to Mars. I got I got my ass back to Mars. Get your ass back to Mars. Yeah. So, um, I don't know where I am now. I, I can't stop. But yeah, I'm playing through that. Um, got the chain gun, yeah. which is really fun. And I also got this new gun, like this. It, it's a giant gun that shoots like a laser, and it takes a second to charge. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, didn't use that that much. 
But um, unlock those. Man. Pay attention to the challenges on your weapons because the secondary and and third fires that they add are. Especially like the the homing rockets on the machine gun are so nice. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I have to give this game is that if especially if you're playing on ultra violence, you have to utilize everything in your arsenal. Yep, you got to know what it does, and you know you need to know what's the best for each enemy type. Yeah, so it's because they they throw everything at you, awesome. and you know it's. It's crazy, like what what you have to do in that game. So you you'll go into an arena and there's a bunch of enemies there, and then they throw out, you know, the bigger enemies that you have to take on, and you have to kind of adapt to it, Hell and you have to know your you have to know your arsenal and stuff like that. There's one arena in that game where I don't know how you're going to do it on ultraviolence, but it's just oh my god. It's it's a huge arena, and there's probably four or five waves of Hell Knights. There's like two or three waves of Cacodemons. It's just it's insane. What's the Barons of Hell? They just yeah. they just now introduced those. Yeah, there's some of those in this as well. And like I was sweating when I finished that arena. It was so intense. Oh boy, that game is so good. But that final boss, I about banged my head against the wall because I emptied every piece of ammo that I had. Into him, and that's including my BFG charges. Does he have like a it's... weakness point? Maybe you're not hitting. I uh, not that I've seen. I don't know. Hmm. Like I hit him with everything. Like even the BFG, he just kind of shrugged it off. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously the Cyber Demon. Right? No, you fight the Cyber Demon before the final boss. Cyber Demon is not the final boss. Spoiler. <sighs> now, now you spoiled it for me. Now I'm not going to play it anymore. No, Cyber Demon's like about three quarters of the way through the game. You'll fight him, and he's hard. He's hard, but he's nothing compared to the final boss. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to keep playing that. And um, I think that's about it. All right. Yeah, I, I'm going to start uh, Danganronpa 2 this week. Danganronpa. I know, I, know, I know you've been waiting to start that for a long time. and You will not oh, be yeah. disappointed, my friend. I am really excited for that. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a good time. All right. Uh, John. You said you play a lot of games this week. Apparently, he went home. He, he didn't want to talk. John, oh, my bad, me. Okay. <laughs> Learn how to uh, podcast, John. No, don't want to. Uh, so I played some Pokemon. Pokemon Sun. Oh, that's There's some nice little additions to that game, like markers on your map, which is really helpful and like one button one button one button pokemon ball throwing that's also quite good um oddly no 3d i'm sorry no 3d nobody cares no 3d mode i know i'm just saying (laughs) just saying um (laughs) i also played uh uh some batman I played all of the Batmans. Na, 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 so na, 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 na. you played up to Batman. Wait, are you talking about the Telltale stuff or? Like I the... no. Well, I played. Um, I Arkham. picked up in the Black Friday oh, okay. uh, sale the Arkham collection, and so I started playing uh, delving back into Asylum, which I think look. I did, I think it looks nice in the Unreal Four engine. Um, you can definitely notice a difference. That's for sure. Um, but it's still. Arkham, you know, changed uh, other than its visuals. Uh, but yeah, I also picked up Telltale uh, Season 
of Batman. And it's not bad. There's a couple of issues I have with it. Uh, firstly, I think the voice acting is a bit bad, especially Alfred the butler. Um, I don't know. There's something that doesn't sit right. And also, does every other character except those two look like William Defoe, or is it just me? The the character models in Telltale Games are... Between that and their stiff animation, I still can't believe that as much money as they make that they fucking invest in a better engine. <laughs> um, so I think both Harvey Dent and another character looks a lot like William Defoe, which is just bizarre. Um, so... And it, it's good. The story's kind of okay. I like where they, they take it. You don't expect... Um, they do a few good twists in there, which is, is quite cool. Did you did you um, play up through the fourth oh, episode? I am up, now up to date, yeah. Okay, because um, I, I, it... I finished episode four this week, because I've been playing it as it released. And... Mm. Episode... No, I, I got through all of them, and but four was bad. Four was... Um, yeah, like, I don't... I don't that, like that. But it, that it, sucks. It, I haven't it played follows, yet. It follows the tradition of episode three being really, really good and a subpar episode following it. So I think every Telltale game I've played has followed that same kind of... I mean, maybe it's just the way they like to structure it, but the end of episode three is where you went, oof, ooh, and then episode four <laughs> is like, Oh, uh, okay. I don't, I don't, um, I don't know that I had that reaction to the the reveal. Me neither. I was kind of no, like, it was interesting. It was, was interesting because you don't see it coming. You don't see it from anywhere because yeah, they, yeah. yeah they but that doesn't it. just. Be, it's just like innovation. Just because it's different doesn't make it good. No, I did, yeah, but I was. I, it kind of does because you you expect. Okay, I don't want to. No, no, I don't, don't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't it's it's nice. a case of. Uh, at least they've done something a little different. And yes, it was, in a sense, the um, for the sake of it. But I don't think it was because you kind of... You go into this game with a load of preconceptions about both the heroes and villains. And for them... To do, I thought that was quite good for them to do that and explore something that kind of hadn't been touched on before was, was all right. I mean, I don't know how that compares to comic books. But in regards to video games and other media... It was something a little different, and I thought, well, you know what, that's pretty cool. Do you know, um, you know, and my it also biggest... does it out of the blue, which but is also quite good. That's my problem. Is my biggest issue, and this is bad storytelling on Telltale's part. There is no hint at all. Like most of the time, when they do a big reveal, you can go back and and watch or read previous episodes to kind of see mm. where they got there. They didn't yeah, do that. They didn't do that at I all. I get that point. No, no, they I, just I they just did it. They're like, you know what? This character is this. Here you go. We never, you know, we never previewed it or anything. It's just here because <gasps> you didn't expect that, did you? No, and I, it worked for me. Um, but I I do say that this episode three was far better than episode four. Well, yeah, um, it was. And I I, I kind of I'm interested because they have is. December, that definitely episode five is coming. So they said before Christmas. Yep. So we'll get to see it end at least, and I hope it doesn't end yeah. in a wet fart. Because so no, far, that's, I mean, I looked. It's still Tales of the Borderland is still the my go-to. I think it's it's by far the best work they've done. Um, but for the 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 price I paid for this, which was essentially twenty bucks um, in, in the Black Friday sale, 
Um, and you're getting one and a half, two hours episode, uh, two hours per episode. So it's well worth it. It is more quick timey than any of the others, which because it's more action based, I guess is, is always the case. Um, there are a couple of moments where I died because it wasn't super obvious what I was meant to be doing. Um, but it's only happened maybe twice and it replays it pretty much from almost straight before you you died so um but it it kind of I'm, I'm i'm interested to see how it pans out and you can kind of get a hint how it's going to pan out um you know woe is woe is bruce wayne look at all these ho- horrible things that are happening to you i'm sure most of them will be resolved and things will be back to normal by the end of it but you never know i'm 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 definitely gonna uh, play the the fifth episode when it launches. I guess my um, pro- I guess my big problem is is I, I I just don't care, and that's a sad thing for a story based. That is game. for you. That is for you because as a massive Batman fan you are as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's it, that's a, that's a shame to hear you say that. They haven't done a good job of building like the best character in that game hasn't been around much since the second episode, and I think best that's character. Oswald. I think Oswald's the best character in the uh, game. Yeah, again, I... And he's not even that good. Don't, don't get me wrong. He's not no, good. No, he's not. He's, um... <laughs> but again, I think a lot of it's voice acting. The voice acting... And again, this is really unusual for uh, a Telltale game, because normally it's it's pretty good across the board. Uh, you've got your, your, your Troy Baker's in there. He, he's playing uh, Batman. And not very not well. Not Laura Bailey. Um, I, even he isn't his best, but... I get Harvey uh, Harvey Dent's voice actor isn't great. Uh, Alfred's is really bad. I think uh, Penguins is bad. Um, uh, Lucius is good because that's the guy who was in Walking Dead. <laughs> um, he he sounds exactly like him, but it's like, um, I don't know. It's I think for what I paid for, I'll, I'll be happy by the end of it, providing they don't, as you say, finish it on a wet fart. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but. It's um it's a shame that that is seems to always be the case. Episode three is really good. Episode four let you down. So we'll we'll wait if, and see. If the next Telltale game has the same fucking technical issues, oh that this my game has God. along with every other fucking Telltale game what, has yeah. had since uh, this point, I'm done with Telltale. I'm telling Penn you straight is up. Absolutely right in regards to like at this point, how much money they have made. That engine needs sorting out because. The amount of stutters you get, and it's it's not even taxing the system that no, much. No, that game, those How, games look kind of like garbage. So no, it doesn't even look that great. But, it's, but they it perform like, like it as well. I mean, I'm playing on PS4, and uh, apparently the PC one wasn't super great at launch. But even so, th- this is a you know a, artwork is is very min- you know basic. It's not as if this is pushing the limits of the console or the PC. Yet still. It continues to chug, and you're. It's frustrating because I like Telltale games, but ever, how many times are you going to give them a free? Am I going to give them a free pass on it? Um, it sh- and sh- it should be fixed at this point. The the next Telltale game is going to be Walking the follow up to yeah the the biggest franchise the the game that basically started everything. Yeah, kicked them off, Telltale. didn't it? it yeah, it got it, them into it, the limelight. Exactly. I, so. I, they need to use this as a gateway and say this 
is our flagship title. This is our flagship sequel. This is the one that people have been most for- looking forward to. And this is where we're going to debut this engine that actually works properly. No, That's what they... they're not gonna... There's no new engine. No. There's... They're not gonna I, I, need something, I need something better than what they got, man. Come on. You're not, you're Even fucking Neptunia games got better with each installment. Telltale has been the same shit and gotten worse sometimes, too. And this fucking... Come on, get your act together, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. They, there's some things that they need. I mean, what was Walking Dead? That was, what, four years ago? Something like that. Was that three, four years ago? I know they've moved pretty fast since since that took off, but, uh, yeah, they need to update some of their tech. Um, and then, finally, I have, uh, as of today, jumped back into No Man's Sky, which has received its foundation update, 1.11, and um, th- it's getting closer to what people were hoping for um, when it launched. So... I, lo- I like got, how I like how um, we say statements like that now. Like, it's... That's the nature of it, though, isn't it? That's the thing. It's that's the nature of it. And while we continue to buy games by the boatload in these conditions, they're gonna it's going to continue. Um, and it, that's a shame. I mean, if No Man's Sky was a, a massive ambition, um, and I enjoyed it the time that I had with it on its uh, initial release. Um, I did get to a point where I stopped playing it because I didn't want to get bored of it because I wanted to see what they were going to do with it. I just didn't want to get so bored I'd never go back to it. Um, and it certainly had its problems, without a doubt. I'm no kind of uh, apologist for the game. But it is nice now to see some uh, some proper uh, introductions here. So with, with this new update, um, you've got a new mode. We've well, got two new modes, actually. You've got uh, Survivalist, which is um, just basically a, a hardcore version of the, 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 the standard game. And you've got creative mode, which is essentially there are no limitations. You can craft anything. You can do anything. Um, you don't have to mine materials. You can, and it's just a go and explore, you know, do as you please and have fun. So you don't need to mine anything? So you don't have to nope, worry about inventory can, space and stuff? Nope, nope. You can literally go in and, you know... Uh, build the best stuff build because obviously base building is now included in this foundation update mm-hmm. so you can create but normally they would require resources and uh, those you can just go straight in literally land on the planet and start building stuff if you wish um also some of the stuff they've included are quick access to some of your tools and building um uh, items uh, you've got the ability to have automated mining uh, machines, so you put them on the side of a, a big pile of gold or iridium or whatever, and it'll mine it for you. Uh, you've got uh, you're obviously lots of different structures for base building, but they require blueprints, which you can go and find. They have updated it so it does actually look nicer. That that grainy effect that you got when you were approaching something has been scaled down a bit. It's still not perfect, but it's a lot better. Um, and apparently, although I've not seen this, you've got freighters now, so that you can actually go take over a freighter and store stuff, and you've got more of an inventory in your standard inventory. Things stack now, so where you would run out of space because you were carrying all of these atlas stones, they now stack. So you've essentially got one space for those items. 
uh, making it a lot easier to manage. So a lot of quality of life stuff and uh, a big update with the base building and crafting system. How that plays out in the long term, as I say, I'm now restarting it and giving this stuff a go um, will remain to be seen. But they have said that this is it's called the foundation update because this is what everything else will be built upon. So time will tell. Um, I still think it's wrong that they kept as quiet as they did. I think they should have. I know they've been hard at work and trying to get this uh, all this new stuff in there. Fair enough. But don't go radio silent. Let the fans know that you are listening. Don't come out, what, five months later and say, oh, we have been listening. Look at all this stuff. Tell people. Take them on the journey with you. Say, look, we've heard what you've said about this. We're, we're taking it on board. We're doing stuff. And they really need to be more vocal. because The, the problem quiet. with that, John, is that uh, if they try to do something like that, and I think, I believe on the forums, they did try something like that before. But what happened was that people were just on that mentality of you cheated us, you're liars, you're crooks, we want our money back, you guys are assholes. You know, the death threats, the constant harassment. And I'm everything not saying that they didn't get a, a, a lot more than that than other developers did. Mm-hmm. But you also have a very um, a large fan base that were the complete opposite and actually loved what they'd done and were looking forward to seeing where they went. Um, and... It seems to be the age we live in, you know, the, the sense of entitlement. We speak about this all the time and um, how nasty uh, this whole industry can be, you know, when you're talking about people who are buying video games. And yes, it, it got way out of hand with No Man's Sky, but I don't think going quiet was the right option. And I, certainly now they've I, got I don't this- know. I don't, I don't blame them based on the evidence that I've seen because everything no. that they said was thought to be a lie. Everything that they said was being used against and twisted in some way in a lot of ways. So perhaps their only option at that point, until they had something substantial to show for the actual things that they were saying, they kept quiet. And I can I can understand that. I don't think... I, don't, I, I didn't want them to come out and say this is what we're going to be adding and to try um, and as you say, make themselves targets for when it didn't happen. But at least come out and say, we're listening to, to the people who actually are asking them, you know, intelligent questions and bringing them reasonable ideas, at least come out and say, we're not hiding, we are working really hard, we are listening to you, Um, we will have more as it gets closer to the time. And yeah, I agree with the fact that you're saying that they were keeping their mouths quiet because of the fact that they didn't want to make themselves a target again. And you can tell that from the fact that the... Um, information about the update got released on Friday and now it's out so obviously they were wanting to work on it until it was ready until they knew it was something they could push out but they they should have again it just it, it looks bad I don't expect them to come out and defend it there was a lot of things wrong with the whole lead up to that game um, and I you know and in some part, Hello Games and Sean Murray, yes, they had a part to play in that. Could it have been handled better? Absolutely. Did they deserve the, the vial that they got? No, they did not. But going forward, if they want to keep those fans that were behind them through the journey and after the release, it would have been fair of them to, to at least address those people and, and try and ignore the, the hate that they got. 
Um, and it's a hard situation. What would I have done in that? I, I don't know. But it would have been nice for them to say, at least we are listening. Um, you know, we're working on stuff. We're not running away. We haven't run off with your money on some island. We are working really hard to make this game what you wanted it to be. And I think this update hopefully is the first step in that. Well, um, I'm certainly continue to, uh, to continue with the game to see what they do with it. Here's the problem. Like like on both both accounts, mm. they didn't say a word. So you watch that game go from people's excitement to everybody forgot about that game. Now mm. I understand Jay's point. They didn't they didn't want the vitriol. They didn't want people giving them death threats. Mm. But they sure as shit didn't have a problem coming out and making jokes when they got hacked. Oh, I I only I, did they only tweet once about that though. Oh, he tweeted two or three times, and it's like okay. Maybe you should be telling people that you're, you know, you're working on what they've been asking for. Because let's be fair, Street Fighter is the only game that gives this game competition for people who don't give a fuck after it launched. Mm. And that's because they didn't say a word. And I get it. I nobody likes to be harassed, but nah, if you nah. want to work with your community, you're gonna have to get past that and and at least give the people who are interested some kind of news. Because otherwise, this is what you get. That patch launched today, and nobody cares. Because everybody got rid of that game because, you know, Hello Games didn't say shit about it. And it's, Hang it's on a just way too little too late. Yep. Hang, Seems hang on a minute. Um, are you partially agreeing with me, Ken? I, I guess. Woohoo! <laughs> That never happens. So by the transitive properly, you're both wrong. Is that my understanding? Because John's obviously wrong. So if you're agreeing with John, so I'm. Hey, I, I go right, sure. Hey, you know, you know, feels good to be wrong when I'm so yeah, damn sometimes, right. Sometimes, once in a while, when I'm so damn right. <laughs> so that's essentially it. Um, I will, uh, or I'm very much looking forward to Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's the that's, other thing. You, you launched you launched the No Man's Sky patch, and it's like, yeah, I'll forget about you on Tuesday because uh, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know if I'll forget about it, but I'm I'm definitely going to be playing some over the weekend, and then. But it is, I mean, I, I, our colleague or one of our colleagues, Justin, has uh, said it's he's really enjoying it. Um, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be good. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, anything else? No, 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 that's essentially it. Alright, Jay, you want to talk about some games? Sure. Um, well, instead of a game, I'll talk about the fact that I picked up the Pro, the PS4 Pro, oh, yeah. well, uh, during the um, during the week. Uh, my reasoning for this mostly is because my PS4 was acting funny for a while. Uh, I had instances where the thing, the device literally would not turn on for three days. <laughs> it would beep. And then it would just not turn on. It would just shut itself up. And I was like, ah. Uh. And they constantly had that issue with the ejecting disk when I didn't want to. So I'd be trying to do... I'd be doing work on the computer or something. And all of a sudden, I hear like a beep noise. And then I hear like a disk ejecting from from behind me. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I thought I, at first, I thought someone was pulling a prank on me. Or there was some kind of a Bluetooth connectivity error. But it turned out that that's like something, a problem that can happen sometimes. So I had to open up the casing, tighten the screw for the manual ejection button and other stuff. Uh, my controller was old and the D-pad wasn't uh, like as responsive as it used to be. 
So I basically, oh, and also my hard drive being 500 gigs, I was I was constantly deleting and installing stuff. It was kind of a hassle, really. So with all these reasons combined and the fact that they had a nice trading value thing at GameStop, I traded in my old PS4. Uh, sucks to whoever buys that thing next. <laughs> they, they, they won't resell it the way it is. They'll ship it off and have it refurbished. I hope so. Because uh, it's it, it still works fine. Obviously, they tested it when I brought it in and everything. But it does have some issues that ought to be fixed before someone else buys it. Uh, but I did get the Pro. And the funny thing about getting the Pro is that for the first time, it felt weird because I bought a new console. And yet, there was no new games for me to play on it to like really test it out. So that was a weird feeling. Even though I obviously knew what I was getting into. And funnier still is that one of the games that I was playing... On the PS4 before I got the Pro was World of Final Fantasy. And it turns out that that is like one of like two games that has like an issue with the Pro. Where it actually has an issue on the Pro that it doesn't on the PS4. So they they did an update 1.01 where they added multiplayer arena battles among trading and some extra stuff. And they fucked up the graphics with the PS4 Pro. It looks blurry. Like, they, they messed with the depth perception, and the game looks bad on PS4 Pro compared to compared to regular PS4. So I basically stopped playing that. I checked the forums. Apparently, Square Enix knows about the issue, but they're too busy with Final Fantasy fifteen to do anything about World of Final Fantasy right now. <laughs> Plus, for so, Final Fantasy sold, what, like, 50k? Uh, I don't know how well that sold. But it reviewed well, so it probably did okay. Yeah, well, reviews but, and sales don't exactly mesh anymore. Well, not not every time, but usually there is a, there's a small correlation, usually. But uh, either way, I, I was having a good time with the game, and now it looks like shit on my new brand new console that I bought. Because to make... That I bought specifically to make games look better. You know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel great. Uh, and the other game that I've been playing that I'll talk to in a second is a, is a visual novel. Which does not take advantage of the pro in that You are you are whatsoever. rocking the reasons to own a pro right here, so No no no. My reason for uh for the wanting the pro was my issues with the PS4. I, I know, I know. It's just, it's just yeah. funny to me that Yeah, that, that's that's why I'm telling it because it amuses me <laughs> that I got I've got this new device that's much more two point more than two times more powerful than my old device. I have one game looks worse. And another game that takes no advantage of the new hardware processing power at all. So I thought that was pretty funny. But I am officially ready for Final Fantasy XV and The Last Guardians, so I'm pretty happy about that. I'll be able to play those games in the best way that I can. So that's one of the big reasons why I picked that up. You know, I've been waiting for those games for so long that I figured I'd give them the respect that they deserve uh, and play them in the best possible scenario. You gotta go buy a new TV so. first. You can play uh, the TV's not that much. Like, I'm I'm concerned more about like December patch for Final Fantasy 15, and the fact that you know you have a steadier frame rate and higher visual fidelity and stuff like that on 1080p as well. That uh, if they can get to about 50 to 60 constant ra- uh, frame rates in 15, I'd be pretty happy with that compared to 50. It's a big difference. Uh, the same thing with Last Guardian. Uh, maybe you know you know the even though Team Ico has made some tremendous games, they're not known for their technical achievements in frame rate stability. Because uh, Shadow of the Colossus has famous, like, incredibly bad dips in frame rates, which wasn't so bad at the time because it ironically made the f- game feel like it was going in slow motion during times when you're fighting Colossus, which seemed apt for the time. But uh, when you play that HD collection 
and play Ico and uh, Shadow of the Classes uh, in the steady frame rate. It's just like a different, better experience. So I'm hoping the same for The Last Guardian. But uh, the visual novel game that I've been playing lately, and um, what I'm going to do is, um, you know me, I like to just kind of rattle on about a lot of different games because I play a lot of indie games and stuff like that. But today I'm just going to talk about one game. I'm going to talk about this game in debt because um, the review embargo is passed and everything. Uh, how many of you guys know about Steins Gate? Heard of it. Don't I really know. know. I know a yeah. lot about it. Uh, what do you know about it, Drew? Tell me. It is about these guys who create a time-traveling device. Yeah. Sure. And they end up doing time-traveling bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck up the... The time continuum? I don't know. So Something it's like, like that. it's like anime-ass Stargate is what you're telling me? No, it's not really Stargate. No, it's it's Stargate's uh, different... Dimensions. Different dimensions, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm mixing my chocolate with my sci-fi peanut butter. What What were you... Uh, which Which one did you mean then instead of Stargate? No, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Think of it kind of like uh, <laughs> the butterfly effect, maybe? Oh, Ashton uh, Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Very similar to that idea. Where you but, go back in time and then screw up something, and you, when you go back to the future, it's kind of fucked up. And the fat Ashton. guy from My Name is Earl and Goth. I don't remember that part. Sorry, the only I, part, I, I really like that movie. Sorry. The only part I remember about that movie is the part where Ashton, kill, Ashton Kutcher kills himself as a baby. That's a different. That's the alternate ending. Yeah, I know, but I saw that alternate ending and I laughed my ass off. Spoilers! <laughs> Uh, spoilers of a what, like a eight year old movie? Well, the, movie? my favorite, the, the alternate ending's great too because they actually animate it and it looks so bad. It does. It looks really bad. <laughs> it's a ba- it's a baby inside. Is <laughs> oh god, I don't. Yeah, just watch that movie. The movie itself is actually not that bad. It's I, pretty, I like that good. movie. That's one of the yeah. few Ashton Kutcher movies where like he's he, he does a good job. <laughs> you know, his, perhaps his best performance is next to his. Uh, Debut role in the dude where's my car, of course. I'm a seventies show guy myself. Yeah, he's pretty good on that show. Um but anyway, yeah, like Drew said, uh, the story takes place I know it's it's about a group of people that kind of accidentally invent invent a version of time travel. And the thing about time travel is it's it's uh, it's a pillar of fiction that's been done so many times, and there are so many different interpretations of it. One of the most famous, obviously, being like the Back to the Future, you know, kind of thing. Uh, you know, where they have their own rules, laws, and how it all functions the way it does. And ScienceScape presents a particular interpretation of time travel that I personally believe to be maybe the most flushed out of any fiction uh, time travel story I've ever read or uh, watched as in, in movie form. And that's high praise because, you know, I, I, I've seen a lot of time travel shit over, over the years because I enjoy sci-fi. And what ScienceGate does is that it builds the world from the pieces of reality that we all know, uh, from, the, the, from, from everything that has pa- happened in our present, in, in our reality. And it takes those concepts and it lays them out because... No, not not everyone knows about the physics behind the, how a black hole works and the compression of time, light speed. T- talking about things about like the urban legends of people like John Titor, who came back from the past, who supposedly came from the future of twenty thirty six, and things like that. Some really famous, interesting shit, and you can Google all of that 
And that's all relevant. That's those are all things that happen here in our reality. And yeah, as they, game, I, I, that's the one of the things I knew is that they always kind of used real world stuff. Yes, in yes, that precisely. game. And what that does is that it builds upon an impossible story. And what it does is that it builds a foundation of truth, a layer after a layer after a layer of truth and reality and things that we've come to accept. And as it builds up, it becomes narrower and narrower. And that impossibility eventually becomes an implausibility, which makes all the difference. A difference between 0% and 0.000001% is everything in the world because there is a chance. And because of that fact, the, the world and everything in it, the rules and the laws that govern this particular time travel just fascinates me to no end. And on top of that, this game has some of the most interesting characters. I mean, obviously, they, ha- they adhere to some tropes, like, uh, like some people that are very... Uh, they make references to kind of like anime things and manga things and very otaku culture things. Manga. But at the same time... Uh, isn't that what I said? No, you said manga. It's manga. It's a, it's a joke. We've been around. Never mind. Just it's okay. Tomato, tomato. There you Manga, manga. Guess I've like always that. said manga, but mango, mango. <laughs> <laughs> what are you on a mango too? It's it's mango, yeah. mango. Yeah, manga. Dick mango. mango. Now I'm confused. I, well, but, what uh, were you talking about? I thought I thought I was yeah, getting a lecture yeah. from Neil deGrasse Tyson, and truthfully. Hey man, that's high praise. Thank you. Yeah, I like. I was I was sitting with my arms folded on my desk, you know, my my chin in my hands, like, oh my goodness. I I wish I could do a uh, like a impersonation of Neil deGrasse Tyson. He has a very particular speech pattern. He, he does. The, he does. He inflects words. It's it's fantastic. He, he demands your attention when he speaks. He's he's very captivating. Yeah, he's he's a lot like Obama. Like when he speaks, you're like, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And he's also very cheerful and excited about everything he has to say. Yeah. And you can't help but be drawn into what he's saying. I, I really like him. Uh, but like I was saying, you're, you're surrounded, you surround this whole world that's built just immaculately from the ground up based on all these real theories and ideas of the past. And you're surrounded with a character, a cast of characters that the game takes no shortcuts in building these characters, their background stories about how they came to be the person that they are. Everything has layers upon layers. Even the stupid little dumb jokes that they make have some kind of another meaning. Everything has a between the lines kind of aspect to it. So when you might read something out of context and say that's a perfectly normal thing for this person to say or any person to say for that matter. In that context, for that person to say it to this person that you knew and you have learned about, it makes a world of difference. And I think that's something that's lost in um, in game dialogue in general because they don't take the time to build these characters and give them the real personalities and background stories that they deserve. And the, because the Science Gate series has done such a phenomenal job uh, of building these characters... The sequel, and technically the alternate history line, Science Gate Zero, uh, takes place in an, in a, uh, like a bad ending relation to it. Like, uh, the true ending of Science Gate is another reality, and the bad ending is the very beginning of Science Gate Zero. And what fascinates me about this is that it doesn't just tread familiar ground with the whole time travel thing only, it also introduces the uh, fascinating idea of artificial intelligence, AI, and 
you know, I mean, secondary to time travel, I'm also fascinated by the idea of AI, how they can grow, gain sentience and really start thinking for themselves and how that might, uh, what kind of impact that might have in our society. So it delves into that idea just as deeply, just as more with, with, with as enough detail as it does with time travel. And I just love it. And the returning characters, along with new uh, new characters that kind of get caught up in the events uh, that uh, really have a lot of stake involved. It's just one of the best visual novel series I've ever read. Uh, and I'm playing through Science Gate Zero. And if I was not on this podcast right now, that's what I would be doing. Even if I get a copy of Final Fantasy XV today or tomorrow, until I finish Science Gate Zero and I write the review for it, I will not start that game. That's how much I'm, engr- I'm engrossed in this game. And if you, if anything that I said just now about the the idea of the time travel, the AI, all the all the variety of characters and how you know engrossing it is, I mean, I recommend that you either play the first game, Science Gate. Don't play Science Gate Zero because you can think of it as a follow up. Think of it as a sequel. So don't touch that until you play the first game. Or if you don't want to spend the game playing a visual novel, you can watch the anime which is a very faithful adaptation of the true ending storyline arc, so to speak. So you get a really good gist of what the story is about. And then from there, you can decide whether you can you know, go back to playing Science Gate 1 or Science Gate 0. But, uh, I mean, man, if you, if you like sci-fi stories and if you don't mind reading, um, this, is, this is a game that I can't recommend highly enough. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my Science Gate Corner. Science Gate Corner. Yeah, dude, I I love this game. I just wanted to kind of bring more people into it, talk about what it makes it so great. Huh. You like it better than Danganronpa? From a purely story point, because the the brilliant thing about Danganronpa is that not only does it have some really interesting story elements with the whole so the setup of the class trials and everything, and the whole who done it thing, that game just has really fun gameplay. Like when you're yeah. piecing together uh, the the facts. And you're about to point to who did it and trying as trying to get all that whole sequence of how they did each piece uh, of their, you know, like kind of their plan, basically. And you lay it out there. I think that's one of the most fun things you can do from like a puzzle game standpoint. Danganronpa stands out. But the thing about Science Gate is Science Game is all about the story and the decisions that you make. And the way that it hides the decisions, it makes like the way you make branching paths in Science Gate isn't like, oh, you choose from, like, three options that pop up from, like, key points. No, it, it goes on little things. Do you pick up this call from this person? Uh, do, you, do you write a text back? What kind of a text would you write back to this person in this moment? Like, little things like that that you think is insignificant and inconsequential make a world of difference. And that's how you start branching into vastly different paths in the story. So I would say they are very different games, but if you're talking strictly from a story standpoint, Science Gate is still hasn't hasn't tails above Danganronpa. But Danganronpa, it's just from a gameplay standpoint plus the story plan point, it's just a combination of the two that makes it so good. Right. One of the great things about Danganronpa for me, whenever we were playing it, was my the yeah who who killed this person kind of thing mm-hmm. was was really cool but the coolest part was me trying to figure out what the hell's actually going on in the world yes that's you know true. like what 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 you know i was thinking it was everybody dead what what is this you know I, I had all these like theories and stuff and that was yeah. what was fun to me was it as interesting as the pigeon fucking game <laughs> the pigeon game powerful boyfriend 
Drew's game of the year 2015. <laughs> yes. Seriously, that that game, there was a lot more to that game than what everybody thought. Everybody's like, oh, it's a, it's a dating simulator where you, you date pigeons. There's a lot fucking more in there. I, I don't think you need anything else, but that's cool that it's there. Yeah, it, it's that seriously. That was very interesting. I'll put it that way. Have you when learned a lot that, more about birds now that you have played that game? Not only that, but just I mean, it was kind of crazy. You know, like apparently you live in like a post-apocalyptic world. And do, stuff. You, uh, do you? Are you more attracted to pigeons now? Absolutely. <laughs> You can find New York. I mean, you can find Drew just sitting in Central Park every day, just yeah. just kind of flirting with all the pigeons there. You know, <laughs> look at look at look at the look at the breast on that one. Oh, oh, oh my! She got a nice beak. Oh my! <laughs> she got. Beaten. I mean, how if a boyfriend was it was weird, but that overarching story was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I gave you like so many subtle hints. As to what's going on in that game, it's really uh, you crazy. know you know Drew, I'm never gonna play that game. Is anyone gonna play that game here? No, no. Okay, spoiler alert. Tell me the overarching storyline and what what happened in that game. We, we've done okay, this so, on the show before, so it's not like we're spoiling it for anybody who's paid attention. So basically, you know, throughout the entire game, you are in a world where everybody is a bird, <laughs> some type of a bird. You go to school, everything like that, but. You're a human. They constantly say, oh, I want to want to day a human. That's weird kind of thing. And throughout the game, you're getting these hints of like something is going on. <laughs> and you, like you go for a walk. It's like today I'm going to go for a walk. So you go for a walk. And then you walk in and it shows a picture of a bunch of buildings like crumbled to the ground and stuff. Like a skyscraper like has been demolished and stuff like that. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And kind of for now – a few years earlier, you were like the last surviving human, and you're like a, a girl, like a little girl. Or I'd say like a 16-year-old girl. And what had happened was a virus had taken over and killed pretty much every human. And so, But at the same time, that virus affected the birds, and they became sentient and intelligent. Okay. And so they took over the entire world. Huh. It's fucking so, weird. So it's like it's like uh, was it the uh, Planet of the Apes but with birds? Exactly. It's okay. it's a lot like that. It, it was so like because you never thought of it that way because it's this happy little story where you're going to high school and you're dating birds and shit I, like I, that. I don't know if I'd use the word happy. Well, they make it cartoony and happy and you I know, know but every, you're still. You're st- it's all this like happy music and shit like that. You're still trying to fuck a bird. Then all of a sudden, oh, every, you're like the last human on Earth, and everything's kind of fucked up. So that makes it okay for you to fuck birds. Okay, I got it. Well, I'm following yeah. the story so, arc. Tell, tell me how explicit the sex scenes are. Here. <laughs> there are no sex scenes. <laughs> then what's the point of playing this game, Drew? I just wanted to see a person having sex with a bird. Is that too much to ask for? Rated well, I'm sure the mature. internet has that for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to type in some things in Google now that has nothing to do with that. You know, I mean, don't don't take this the wrong way. So, okay, continue. Yeah, go on. She yeah. got she got beaks for days. Oh, got damn. beaks for days. <laughs> so it is possible. <laughs> she got them thighs, legs, and that breath. You got mm-hmm. that breath, baby. Yeah. But anyway, white yeah, no. Oh, but uh, yeah. Okay. Oh shit. 
Play Sunscape. Okay, uh, let's move on. Hey, Wombat, you playing video games with hey. ball fucking pigeons? Yes, I am. <laughs> and I would not play games that involve that. <laughs> uh, regardless of Drew's recommendation. Regardless of Drew's glowing recommendation. Glowing recommendation. Yeah, of how realistic the, uh, the pigeon, the pigeon boyfriend simulator is. Yes. Um, so I have played... Uh, I beat Infinite Warfare. That's a good nice. game. Uh, very good game. Yeah. The campaign is excellent, and I would recommend it. Uh, I'd recommend at least renting it to anybody. It's uh, you know seven hours, uh, in, uh, maybe eight, uh, including the Jackal missions, and it is awesome. Very, did you very did good. you do the, the end credit stuff? Yes, that I was did. depressing as. Fuck. Yes, it was very, very, very sad. Oh my god! Like I'm uh, listening to those, I'm like, I'm about to tear up, dude. This is making me yeah. sad. Yeah. Um. So the um uh, but yeah, I I loved that game. It was awesome, and I hope that they make a se- like a direct sequel, um, in that same universe. Like I hope this is the direction they go for their next Call of Duty, and they don't just kind of let this one slip away like they did to. What was the last one? The last modern day one was it called Advanced Warfare? Yeah, Advanced Warfare was yeah. uh, Sledgehammer's game, I think. Yeah, and I honestly didn't care uh, about that one, but this one was excellent. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I, 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 so, I wonder if they will get it because these are the guys that made Ghosts, and Ghosts apparently ended on a cliffhanger that never got resolved. Oh yeah. So yeah. So we'll see. Um, but it was yeah, I was very. Uh, very impressed with the campaign. Um, I also I bought um, I, I bit the bullet during uh, the App Store Black Friday and bought uh, Final Fantasy Tactics on uh, iOS. Um, right, uh, is that the uh, War of the Lions edition or the... yes, it's okay, War of the nice. Lions. Right. Good, yep. good, 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 good. And it uh, I have it on uh, PSP, so on Vita, um, but I never have my Vita with me, um, so because it's just bulky. Um, so it, it'll be nice to have it on the phone. Uh, and my understanding is that the iOS version fixed some of the slowdown issues the PSP version had, uh, with spells and stuff. So, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to diving back into that. And then, uh, most of what I've been playing is Dishonored 2. Mm. Because I bought it at, um, Best Buy during their Black Friday sale, um, in what was a, uh... A uh, uh, very expensive trip to Best Buy um, because while while we were there, we also bought a uh, we also bought two televisions. Um, two? A, uh, yeah, we um, we wanted one for upstairs. In the my son has a like a loft upstairs, like a play area, and that's where his bedroom is too. And uh, my wife's sister is going to be coming into town, and we wanted a TV to put in his play area, but also temporarily to put in his bedroom because that's where she's going to be sleeping while she's here. Um, and um, so we just bought like a little 40-inch 1080p TV for there. Okay. Uh, that one wasn't very expensive. And then I bought a 65-inch Samsung uh, 4K HDR uh, big dog television. That was originally Welcome to the revolution. Yeah. It was originally supposed to go in the basement, but I changed my mind and decided to put the big TV upstairs and move the 55-inch downstairs. So, um, 
the uh, yeah, we're a television family. If you can't tell, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah, I thought uh, I we was. have now. Shit. We have now four four TVs in the house, and the smallest is forty. Oh, he's so, so greedy. Yeah, you need to buy a few more. Maybe put some inside the fridge just in case. You know, you want to. You need something to, something to watch when you open up that fridge to take That's out right. your food. You well, know? see, I'm covered because the Samsung TV we've got um, does screen mirroring with my S7. Um, Good. So you can just watch it wherever you are. Actually, you just need um, to buy a couple more of those and put one in my house. That'd be cool. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gonna be. It's wink, gonna be wink, long. Hint, hint. It's going to be enough for me to pay for this one. Um, <laughs> the uh, no, we we were wanting, you know, we wanted a TV downstairs to kind of finish off the basement, and um, uh, if we were going to get a TV, we might as well go ahead and get the TV that we wanted. You got so, the you got the eight thousand. I saw your picture on Twitter. You yep, got the eight thousand. Which 8, that's that's the best one to get right now. Yep. So um, it's uh, it's awesome. I love it. It's fantastic. I love the little smart remote. It's awesome controls basically everything including my xbox one which i think is hilarious uh, <laughs> that my samsung smart remote will control my microsoft xbox one hey you know everything's universal it's the uh hdmi link right yeah yeah that's pretty yeah. slick like and the fa- the best uh, honestly one of the best features of the tv and we would be using it more um if we had um installed it on the wall we don't we don't actually have it installed on the wall um, but um, is the the One Connect box? I don't know if you guys have seen those that Samsungs have now. The big Samsungs. Um, it's a um, instead of having to plug all of your HDMI cables for all your consoles or cable box or whatever into the back of the television. Um, there's a separate box that plugs into the back of the television, and then all your HDMI cables can just plug into it. So if you have it on the wall, you only have one cable coming out of the back of the television and not seven. Or Does that – so I know a lot like, of these new TVs – I'm assuming the 8000 has HDR. Yes, um, There's usually only one HDMI port that has HDR. So does that box... – I would imagine – I would imagine the Samsung has – that one because it's the bad boy probably has at least two of the, the four because yeah, my, my Panasonic has three HDMIs but two – uh, HDR enabled. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to look. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, you, you have to test it on. Well, I don't. The PS4 patch. Well, but again, I don't know. I don't know how that would work because again, they're they're all of the HDMI's um, are plugged into the One Connect, and then they all go. They all route to the TV from the same cable. Yeah, that's why I'm curious so. if if like it passes HDR because I know like the VR box for uh, PlayStation 4 doesn't pass HDR, but it does pass 4K. Yeah, I, I have to imagine all of the HDMI ports on here do, because there literally are no HDMI ports on the back of the television. Okay, so then it, if it supports HDR, then they all have to do it then. Yeah. Yes, that would be my guess. So, And there's nothing, I'm looking at the back of it right now, and there's nothing that says any of them don't support HDR or do. That's good. That's good, because that's, yeah. that's a huge so, thing if you can't pass HDR through certain certain ports right so um overall i'm very very happy with that purchase um and i'm sure uh, your bank manager is as well oh i'm sure yeah (laughs) i'm sure yeah you get that Um, you get that six month financing baby it actually was 20 was 24 months holy cow like i i yeah i went to best buy the other day we got we have six month financing on our best buy card so 
Yeah, this was this was twenty four months with no uh, no nice. interest. So, nice. and, and if you can't pay it off in twenty four months, you probably shouldn't have bought it. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. That's yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those things where I have. I could have bought it outright. Uh-huh. Um, but if they're going to give me twenty four months, no, yeah, that's that's a lot of time. Yeah, you might as well take the time and and right. you know, not not stress yourself over the and, the payment. Yeah, and, and and get my reward points. Uh, reward the, points are um, nice. Yes. So the um. Uh, so that's what I've been playing Dishonored on, and um, it looks great. But um, it's—I don't have a PS4 Pro, obviously. So yeah, uh, uh, Dishonored did really... get a PS4 Pro patch, and I heard it's—it's it it's nice. Yeah, yeah, the 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 screens I've seen of it look amazing. So I'm uh, I'm thinking uh, <laughs> sometime sometime after Christmas, sometime around the first of the year. Uh, depending on what PS4 trade-ins look like, because right now um, Amazon, because I have the um, I have the white Destiny PS4, yeah. mm-hmm. not the regular black one, and uh, Amazon trade-in value is 170. Uh, uh, that's 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 pretty good, I would say. That's, yeah, that's probably the best you're going to get, and I don't know that it's going to get any better after Christmas. Yeah, so my uh, mm-hmm. uh, my plan is. Uh, that uh, I'll trade in this one and upgrade to the other one. Is it pretty easy? I haven't done it yet. Is it pretty easy to transfer all your saves and stuff to a external? The the saves just upload them to the cloud and re-download them. Okay, yeah, that that's, that's fine. As far as the games themselves, John did the transfer. I re-downloaded. It sounds like either mm. one's going to take a while. Okay, uh, yeah, mine mine was about I had, probably had about maybe seven eight hundred gigabytes of stuff on it, and it took about two and a half, three hours. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's that's quicker than what a download would be. Then, yeah, it sure. took me. It, it took me. It took me a day and a half. But, and I but had the a... thing about it is, uh, like, do you really need like seven hundred gigs of game? I just re- reinstalled the games that I was actually possibly that's, feasibly gonna play. That's probably what I'm gonna do. And you only yeah, have you only have a five hundred. You only have a five hundred gigabyte in your regular PS4, yes. so you're not gonna it, have yeah. even close to that amount. So mm-hmm. no, no, no. And I'm gonna um, um, that really the only ones that I would transfer over would be like um uh like the witcher um because that's all that's i don't have a disc for that it's just on the system um and i'd prefer not to re-download that 50 gig game or whatever it is you have a a bandwidth limit on your um internet connection right no i don't then you shouldn't worry about it just leave just leave it on like overnight what do you do is that you set up a download list right and yeah. just put it on rest, and overnight it'll just do everything that's, for you. That's Download what I did. That's yeah. what I did with yeah. mine when I put my two terabyte in. I just queued up everything and then shut it off, mm-hmm. and it was done the next morning. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge later. I'm not uh, I'm not ready for that yet. I, I was going to um, say I don't I don't want to tempt you, but I saw a Target this morning had pros for three forty. Amazon that's itself actually has it for three forty right now. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a price match. So Shit. that's that's pretty cheap, man. If you get the hundred and seventy trade in, get it for three forty. That's uh, that's a good value. You're paying like hundred and seventy for it. Yeah, you're not. You're not, you're probably not going to see that. Like the PS4, I'm assuming after Christmas is going to drop in trade value pretty fast. Probably. Yeah, probably so. Mm. so. But anyway, that's um, that's me. And uh, uh, Dishonored 2 is amazing so far, by the way. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I um, got I got to rent that game and play it. That game, um, they um, did a really good job with that game. I go I go back and forth um, on the fact that Corvo talks now. 
<laughs> it talks uh, poorly as well. He's got a bad voice actor. Yeah, but you know what? It's not. I, I refuse to say that it's a bad voice actor because it's the same voice actor that did Garrett and Thief, uh, the original Thief, and and the new one, I think. Um, and uh, I, th- I think a lot of it's just his lines. Well, uh, yeah. So the um, uh, but man, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. It's nice to have him have a little bit more personality. Um, but at the same time, uh, some of it is personality that I don't necessarily need. <laughs> oh wait, uh, you're you're actually playing as Corvo instead of Emily. I am playing as Corvo. Instead you're of you're the first person out of dozens that I've heard in person say that they're actually playing Corvo over Emily. That's funny. Yeah, my my plan is to eventually go back and play Emily. But um, uh, reading up, it sounds like I'm a um, I played the first one and will play this one as a. Um, stealth, no kill, uh, mm-hmm. or at least limited kill, uh, <laughs> low, low chaos. And um, Corvo, I think, has the better move set for that. Um, okay. Cool. So uh, Emily's got some stuff that she can do for it, but I, I love Blink, and um, that was my favorite mechanic from the first game. Yeah, but you're going to miss and, Domino. Whoo! Yeah, I've heard about Domino. Domino's uh, too good. I'll look forward to that in my second playthrough. Okay, cool. Nice. And then uh, the the limited edition Dishonored that I got um, also included the first game, the definitive edition or whatever it's mm-hmm. called for the first game. Um, so eventually I'll probably go back and play the first game again too because I, I love that game. Yeah, good games. Yep. Um, that's it. All right. I'll wrap it up. I don't have much to talk about because I spent most of the week rolling a new Diablo character because that's what I do uh, and playing a bunch of Overwatch would you did roll the, uh, uh, did the anniversary stuff come out for Diablo yet? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, for the hardcore character, I rolled a Witch Doctor just for you, Drew. There you go. So, Actually, uh, I just booted up Diablo because the new season just started, and I rolled a Witch Doctor. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm playing. I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to attempt to max it to see if I can do it. Um, I've got on the version I'm playing now. I've got a wizard at 69. Uh, I need to kind of just go over that line and and finish that one and then the witch doctor last night I hit 21 so almost leveling is leveling is pretty easy in that game if you want to get efficient with it it is but I'm playing on a lower difficulty with the witch doctor because I'm playing on hardcore and hardcore. I want yeah, I want to max mm-hmm. I want to max yes. the character and I also want to beat it so stick the hard yeah I I want that I want that chivo so <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to roll a hardcore character, I want those damn Chivos. Because there's three of them. One for hitting 70, one for beating Diablo, and one for finishing, uh, what's his name, Mathael, at the end of uh, the expansion. So you yeah. should get one by the time you hit level se- You should get all three by the time you hit level 70 then. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. We just we just started Act 2, and I'm at 21, so I'm assuming by the time I finish um, the expansion. You'll only be like level like 50 or so, probably. Yeah. But then I could just go do adventure mode for a little bit and, mm-hmm. and yeah. max out. Bounties give you a crap load of experience. Yeah, I'm also working on bounties uh, with my my 69 character. I think I'm up to like 100 bounties, so 400 more to go, baby. But you know what? I don't yep. care. That game. It's been a long time since I played it, and Jesus, it is still so good. <laughs> it is. Oh, I got three legendaries in one one run, and I'm like, yeah, this is what I like. I still like that sound. It's very satisfying. Um, 
I've been playing The Dwarves on Xbox One, but I still don't think I can talk about it. It's out this week, but um, uh, the, they also put out Headlander for Xbox One, so I play a little bit of that. I don't, I don't really kind of like it. I don't know. I, I I haven't heard of anyone talk about that game. Like no one like hates it, but no one really likes it either. I know Drew I liked it. Was it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Drew, I thought it was okay. Drew liked it, and I was kind of because he kind of described it kind of like a Metroidvania. Um, I mean, it kind of is. And what bothers me the most about that, game, and it's just it's just my mentality, what I've been trained. You, you can't fucking jump, and it, it drives me nuts to be playing a two D side scroller and not be able to jump. I don't know what that is. Like, my brain has just been trained for so many years that if you go from left to right in a video game, you should be able to tap the A button and hop over an obstacle. And and I get it why they don't do that in this game, because you detach your head to traverse between different places, which is... is the game is funny. Like, it's legitimately funny. Like, um, yeah. I actually stopped to listen to all of the, the cleaning robots dialogue, because it's, it's actually entertaining. Um... But yeah, I just I can't get over that non-jumping shit. Yeah. It, it just drives me nuts. Um, and I haven't unlocked enough powers. Like so far, I think I've gotten vacuum and one other, and they're just not that interesting to the puzzle solving. I don't know. I'll play a little bit more. See if I get into it. Um, it it's also tis the season for all of the PS4 indies to come to Xbox One. So Fury is coming to Xbox One this week. Awesome. Uh, they sent me a code couple weeks ago and I started playing that. That game's still hard as balls. Still has Super fun. Still has some of the best fucking music ever in a video yeah. game. So uh and I'm also they also sent me a code for Skyforce Anniversary, which I think you reviewed, Jay, on the PS4? Was that you? I don't think so. Skyforce? It's a shoot 'em up. It's a remake of an old one. I thought we re- I know we reviewed it, but I can't remember who reviewed it. Uh, that wasn't me. I would remember. Okay, so it's a shoot 'em up. Uh, came out on PS4. It's coming to Xbox One uh, in December. I really like that game. Uh, it has like a level up system. Um, each each level has. It's, it was actually Justin that reviewed it. Oh, okay. Um, but it has like different levels, uh, and every level has like certain objectives. So in uh, so like one of the objectives is kill all the enemies in the level. Uh, one of the objectives is not get hit. Uh, one of the objectives is collect all the humans. Like, you just fly over them until a little bar fills up and then you pick them up. Uh, and one of the objectives is, like, collect all the stars, which is what enemies drop when you shoot them. And you get a medal for each one of these that you complete, and you don't have to complete them all in one run. Um, and then as you collect the stars, they, they serve as currency for you to upgrade your ship. So you can unlock things like a magnet that allows you to collect stars from further away. Uh, it gives you screen clearing bombs. Um, your guns get stronger. You get more health. You know, all of these little upgrades that you can do to your ship. Um, the only thing I don't like is that it gates progress through the story based on the metals. Uh, and I feel like it's a little, it's a little too harsh in its requirements. Because let's be fair, if you've ever played a shoot 'em up, destroying every enemy in a level, that's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best I've done so far in my few runs through the first few levels is like 97%. I've never got 100%. Collecting the humans is easy. Um, if I really put my heart into it, I'm sure I could do a no-hit run. That's not that hard. But hitting every single enemy and taking them out before the screen clears is... Those are going to be very hard medals to get. So, 
And you obviously can't get all the stars if you don't kill every enemy. So, there's definitely going to be some grinding there. But I do like it. Uh, I like the look of it. It's got a real nice look to it. Plays really well. And I like shooters. So, it's certainly not a bullet hell by any stretch. But Did you uh, play that Astabreed game that came out a while back? Astabreed? Yeah, I like Astabreed. Yeah, yeah that game... That game is one of the shooters that I review for PS4. I think that's that's the one. That's the one where the you one can that switch felt to the, the best. Yeah, the mech you can switch to. Yeah, the mech. and then you, one of the mechanics that you use, you use your sword slashes yes. to basically cut up bullets to get more power. Yeah, yeah. That game is just super fun. Yeah, I like that game. That game was a lot of fun. I love shooters. Like I, I, I come from that era of shooters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the only other thing I forgot to talk about it last week, but I'll talk about it this week. I'm going to try to do a video and a review this week. Is they sent me a retro bit generations, which, with the NES Classic being as hot of a, of an item as it is this holiday season, obviously somebody else was going to jump in on this. And on paper, this thing sounds awesome. Uh, it comes packed with a bunch of Jalico and Capcom, and uh, like it's got RBI Baseball one and two on it which is super awesome for me. It's got, like, uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, Gunsmoke, you know, Knights of the Round, a lot of really good old-school arcade games that I really, really enjoy. But, man, you want to know why people are excited about the NES Classic? Just take one look at the RetroBit Generations, (laughs) and everything from its design to its generic controllers to its poor interface to its bad emulation... That thing is just... That is the definition of those things done wrong. It's just... It's not great. And it makes me sad, because I I was really... I was really having fun playing some RBI Baseball. Sorry, not RBI Baseball. Base is loaded. That's what I'm... I'm thinking of the wrong one. But yeah. That that thing makes me sad. Unfortunately. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. I'm not sure if you would, you're going to talk about this in news, so I'll just mention it now. Is that Genesis Collection a real thing? The Genesis, or is that... the Genesis system? That's real. The one okay. that comes with Mortal Kombat on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like 20 games or something that it comes with? No, it's, mini... it's, got more than the, it's got more than the NES. It's got... Uh, Does it? It's got 60. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's like real made by or licensed by it's Sega? It's licensed by Sega, but it's not made by Sega. Ah, uh, okay. I thought that was just like a fake knockoff. Like, no, you know. they okay. they they're they're kind of promoting it since Nintendo did theirs, but that's not mm-hmm. the first one of those they've done. Yeah, uh, sure. One of the big things that I mean, and clearly they know what they're trying to sell is right on the front of the box is they've got the Mortal Kombat games in it, so that's kind of like their draw to it. I mean, obviously it's got every Sonic game that was ever on the Genesis because why wouldn't it? Right. But I mean, it's a good list of games. I haven't messed with it to see if it's actually good emulation or not. That's the key. Like, the NES Classic, that thing is fucking flawless. Like, outside of the cord length for the controller, there's nothing wrong with that thing. It's just... Uh, do you do you have the Genesis one already? No, no. I, they, I, I don't even know who to contact about it, and I thought about buying it, and then I'm like, when am I ever going to play these games, you know? Yeah. Uh, how much is it even? 50. I think it's 50. Oh yeah, it's even cheaper, huh? Yeah, it's All ten right. bucks cheaper than the. I saw it on GameStop's website. I think it's fifty bucks. It uh, certainly won't have the same like like wow ability that the NES Classic seems to have garnered for whatever reason. But um, I guess it's smart. Ride on ride that coattail as much as you can, right? Yeah, I mean people will buy them. I mean look at the NES Classic. If Nintendo had printed a, you know three million of those, they would have sold. 
Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think the NES Classic is perfect. I think it's like that is exactly how you do something like that. And sure, not, you know, I, so many people are upset about how well it's selling. I'm like, who fucking cares? I mean, people like nostalgia, and if they're going to buy one, at least let them buy a good one. Remember? Remember Nintendo? Remember? Remember, Remember the Death Star? <laughs> <laughs> remember Ewoks? <laughs> I remember. I remember. Uh, uh, what's what's South Park people? I it's need to catch stuff. up. I, I I'm like six episodes in, so I need to catch up. Yeah, I think you're one or two behind now. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's it. Um, really, really, really looking forward to Final Fantasy this week. I'm. I'm Outside of reviewing Dead Rising Four, I think I'm going to spend my entire December. Oh, I did. I did dive back into World of Final Fantasy. Um, I'm starting to have a lot of issues with that game. Like, like what? It spends way too much time explaining the simplest shit. It's a ma- it's a game made for children, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but even kids aren't this fucking dense. It's made for Kilt and Drew, so they need to do a lot of explaining, or they're gonna get stuck and then not not finish the game. So, so you know, I sat down Saturday or no Friday because I was off work. I sat down Friday afternoon. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna sink a few hours in the world of Final Fantasy. Um, I made it past the part where you get to fight one of the summons. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. conversation went on way too long. Eventually, I started fast forwarding because I'm like, I am so sick of hearing this. You're you're spending 20 minutes explaining something that could be done in five. So much of that game's time is wasted explaining the most rudimentary mechanics. But but it has such great characters and dialogue and writing and um, it's funny. It's really compelling. It's funny at times, but yeah. they drag it out. Like the conversation you have after you finish was it Cornelia, where you do the Warrior of Light and all that stuff. Yeah, like that cutscene is like. 35 minutes it's insane like I don't need that much exposition about finishing an area I just don't <laughs> oh it's poorly paced and it's really wearing on me now and I'm like will I go back to this game once Final Fantasy 15 comes out probably not yeah that's gonna be a tough sell yeah, so it, it disappoints me because I like the combat, I like the prism system, you know, the the collecting the mirages and all that stuff. I like all of that stuff, but it just seems like there's a lot of mechanics in that game, but none of them require the explanation that game spends the time doing. It's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's talk about what's coming out this week. Um, there's a couple that you'll know, and a couple you'll be like. Oh shit, I forgot about that game. <laughs> so, Stern Pinball Arcade is out. Um, so, Final Fantasy XV comes out this week, but there's also something called a King's Tale Final Fantasy XV. Huh? I don't know, it's listed as a separate thing. Captain Google! I summoned your a, it's, it's a 2D side-scrolling thing. Um, like a it's available uh, download only, but I think if you get like the deluxe edition, you get a code for it. Can you buy it separately? I think so. Okay. So there's that. Uh, here's one. You're going to be like, what the fuck? The crew calling all units. There's a new crew. They're still ex- making stuff for that? Hell yeah, there's a new crew expansion. 
throughout so this. So it's not a new game, but it's the crew, like a DLC for the crew? Yeah, they did one last year, too. Last oh, year's right. was pretty good. <laughs> like, that game has gotten a hell of a lot better, and it wasn't bad to begin with. Like, I know Drew no. and I played quite a bit of it, and yeah, I really like that game. And then that expansion last year added a lot of cool stuff, like motorcycles and uh, monster trucks. And that was fun. I don't know what this one is because nobody's fucking talking about it. So, uh, The Dwarves is out this week. I'll be able to talk about that next week. That's a very interesting game. Uh, we Sing is out. Uh, Fury, as I mentioned earlier. And Steep. Remember that game? Oh, Steep comes out this week? Yep. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. It's out, it's out on Friday. So... Okay, at least it doesn't come out on the same day as 15. Yeah. Uh, Aqua Moto Racing Utopia, which, you know, I know you laugh at that, but it's pretty good. I've been playing the early access version for a while. It's very wave race. Mm. Very, very wave race. Uh, that's out on PS4 this week. Uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew. So. <laughs> So wait, Star Trek Bridge Crew? Is that the VR one that they're yeah, talking about? Yeah, that's that before? VR one, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, God, that fucking presentation was so long when they had an interview. <laughs> I didn't God watch damn. it, so... Uh, Steins Gate Zero? Is that this week? Yes! Yes, that's what I'm playing. Uh, Deponia? Uh, which one? The first one? It just says Deponia, that's all it says. It's for PS4. What's it coming out? Oh, PS4, uh, yeah, I bet you it's a collection PS4. of all of them. Uh, Hyperlight EX is out for the 3DS. Any and, relation to Hyperlight Drifter? No. Okay. As is Super Mario Maker for the 3DS. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that nobody wants. That's out this week. I bet you that thing sells like fucking crazy. You think? You can't yeah. even share and download a lot of the things that you want to do. You can't. You can't connect the NES Classic to the internet. Nobody cares. I really, really think that thing is going to sell like crazy because people who didn't buy the Wii U really want to play Super Mario Maker. Oh, that's actually a good point because of the Wii U nature. Okay, All right. I'm, a, I'm on board, I'm on board. So, I think that thing will sell like crazy. Uh, and that looks like that is it for this week. Next week is the last big week for the big boys coming out, I think. Which is kind of funny because Final Fantasy 15 and Dead Rising and Last Guardian all do not make the cut for Game of the Year awards for most sites. They will for ours, though. Oh yeah, we we always wait because you know there are great fucking games in December. So we believe that a year encompasses all of that a year, including December. Yeah. So that seems to make sense to us. I don't know about anyone. An- else. Another nice thing about not having to worry about getting things out for clicks before uh, before the end of the year. So, all right, moving on to news. Uh, as John talked about earlier, No Man's Sky version 1.1 is out there. You can build bases. You can play free roam mode. Um, so, finally, after what five months of complete silence, we have it. I saw another mm-hmm. news uh, regarding that. Uh, say Sean Murray himself will speak out about some things soon. There was like a post that he's going to make an, uh, a statement about this and that about a. Why he's been silent and whatnot. So that would be somewhat interesting. I know Keeley invited him to his Thursday night YouTube show, um, but I don't know if he'll come. Mm. Uh, Street Fighter V, Capcom says they will support that game up until 2020. So Really? There's okay. that. Keeping their servers switched on, that'll be it. 
Here's a really, really cool one. Resident Evil 7 um, supports cross-save between Xbox One and PC. Uh, Windows 10 saves, it I just, guess? It just says PC. It does not specify Windows 10. I don't... Is that game coming to Windows 10, or is it just Steam? Uh, Windows 10, I think. Okay. If it's cross-save between Xbox and um, Windows, it must be Windows 10 support. It's possible. I, I mean, Rocket League works cross versus uh for steam so i I don't know um yeah i'm holding the big one for last we'll 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 talk about that in a little bit (laughs) uh according to digital foundry and and wombat we just discussed this so this is kind of funny digital foundry is claiming that dishonor 2 offers no benefits for ps4 pro owners oh fun (laughs) sure looks pretty good are you sure? I actually watched the video, and that video is specified precisely otherwise. Digital Foundry told you what it was, Jay. Digital Foundry is Lord. No, but I, I watched the video by Digital Foundry. Well, and they just... were talking about like benefits of the pro version. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Uh, this article literally says, offers no benefits according to Digital Foundry. <laughs> I wonder if they watched the video by Digital Foundry that I watched. I don't know. But okay. Okay, sure. Why not? I don't care. I really don't care. I, I think Digital Foundry is a giant waste of internet, and it fuels more fires than it deserves. I don't think that's a waste at all. You need statistics. You need data. No, I, I, I really... You know what? I didn't have there. Digital Foundry when I played Mega Man, and I enjoyed that game just fucking fine. I'm just but, saying, it's it's. I get why it's neat, but it causes more uh-huh. problems than it causes solutions. Hey, the thing about it is that, like... If if facts are causing problems, that's just the people that are using those facts to fuel whatever arguments they're doing. Saying that you sh- that saying that you shouldn't have these facts, I think, is not a good thing. Like you should have facts. You should have information readily available to actually you know make the proper decision for your purchasing power. My- but I. But it's the, it's the mentality of the people that's 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 wrong. Yeah, that, that that's my problem. That's my problem is that there are people out there who legitimately say they can't enjoy games now because Digital Foundry told them it wasn't running at sixty frames a second. I'm well, not even good. being hyperbolic about that statement. I have seen legitimate statements stating that fact. But but Ken, I've also seen statements of people say like this game doesn't have a platinum or trophy or a thousand thousand whatever achievement points, and so I'm not going to buy this game. Yeah, I hate, I've, those, I've I hate people, those people I've too. I've seen fucking weird, <laughs> dumb people, and you can't <laughs> justify the actions of you know, like reasonable people by the actions of the extreme few. Is what I'm saying. But don't 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 mind those people. Just just carry on. Well, well, everybody thinks it's okay to shit on Metacritic for it, so I'm gonna shit on everybody else for it. People shit hate Meta- Metacritic. People hate Metacritic because it ruins video games, according to the internet. So. No, I I have my own ideas about review scores in general, but that's a topic for another time. So, data mining Overwatch has discovered some Christmas jingles. Uh, big shock, they're going to do a Christmas event, right? Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd assume that we'll hear about that in the next week or two. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be some skins, because fuck you, we're going to have some skins. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's take some bets. Who's who's going to have the official Santa costume of the, of the bunch? Torbjorn. Torb? You think Torb? Torbjorn. What do you think, Drew? Torbjorn or Reinert, one of those two. Drew's gone. Drew, are you are you here, man? Stop playing fucking Pokemon for a second. I'm here. Who's take take this bet? Who is going to have the official Santa Claus costume? Um, 
It's probably going to be Torb or, or Reinhardt. Yeah. You're playing Diablo, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. I he- I heard the. That's because he still hasn't learned in all these years that you can just hold down the mouse button to move. Yeah, I, I, play, I played Diablo with uh, Drew enough times to recognize that sound. Oh, I know. Clicking of the mouse. I give him, I give him a hard time about it all the time. Just hold it down, man. Just Look, save your guys, time. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a avid Diablo 2 player, and I have conditioned myself to have to click on everything. Yeah, well, you figured yeah. after 80 hours of Diablo 3, you might have conditioned yourself to, I don't know, save your mouse? 80, more like 200 hours. Come on, Drew. Let's <laughs> oh. say. Oh, no. Okay, go on. Uh, Xbox has made a statement saying that they they're looking into possibly changing the way the Xbox button works on Xbox One. So instead of double tapping to bring up the guide, they would just tap it once to bring up the guide. Uh, and also removing the snap feature and refreshing the entire uh, guide system. So it's it's cool that they're listening. Um, I would certainly I hate double tapping. I think it's the fucking worst. So any improvements in that area? Were they just concerned that people might click on it by accident once? Is that what it is? It's that, but also it's not. It's it's very hard to do simple things in the Xbox One dashboard because of the double tap sens- sensitivity. A lot of times when I double tap, it'll single tap. It'll register as a single. Ah. So okay. it's well, kind of a pain in the ass. How about they remove the Here we go. B button function? Here we go with the B Come button. On. How about that? Well, it's, it's still a pain in the ass. It, it, yeah. I don't ever use it, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I, it slips up. I still slip up. That's because, I don't know, on the PlayStation, you'd hit the the, uh, the circle button to back out of things, and I think that's just, you know, uh, bred in at this point. So the Nintendo Switch is still launching in March. But it looks like it will be without the Zelda. Uh, how how credible is this rumor? You think? Uh, I've heard it from several different sources that Zelda is now listed as a June release, and it is launching first on Switch. So, in case Nintendo didn't bitch slap the Wii U owners enough, now you can't play Zelda unless you buy a Switch at least earlier. They were working on the Wii U version way before they started on the Switch version, though. Yep. But if you don't, so why wanna... would the Switch one come up earlier? Because you want to sell the new system. Uh. I mean, you're not going to sell Wii U's. Who cares? You know, they stopped making them. So. Well, that's that's not what they did with Twilight Princess. That came out at the same time, right? It did, but that was that was a different time. Now the Wii U has been such a flop that you know. Yeah. So rumor well, is... if, if it's if it's been such a flop, then I don't think people are gonna pick up the Wii U just to play the new Zelda game. It seems like it is. I don't know. It just seems like it just seems like the the risk of them not selling more Switches because of this action prior to the uh, the other side, where you you just kind of aim to piss off more people than you already have, and that's a lot of people already, right? With what they've done with the Wii U. So I think I think they should know better than to do that. They should come out at the same time. I think I don't I don't believe that. That seems that seems far fetched. We will see. I uh, wouldn't be shocked to see Zelda delayed. Uh, yeah, me neither. But yeah, it sucks. sucks. It sucks, sucks because man, if the Switch had launched with a Mario and a Zelda, god damn. So are they saying that there's gonna be a Mario game for uh, Switch on launch? They gotta have something, right? There's there's heavy rumors floating around that that game is a lot further along than people realize, and that it will be re- ready for launch. So a game that we 
known about and seen footage of and <laughs> actually was playable to the public. At this year's E3 is not ready, but a game that we got two seconds of footage in the trailer is ready welcome, to come out. Welcome to video games. None of this makes sense, Ken. That, like I said, like, welcome to video games. Like the the, the cats are chasing the dogs. Uh, I don't know, man. The rain is going up into the sky. This is weird. This is weird. I'm not. I'm not familiar with this reality. It's, I'm just gonna make give. Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate is the newest game to receive a PS4 Pro patch. Nice. Uh, and I've I've heard from different sources that it's good, and some of them say it's pretty shitty. Like uh, I saw some screenshots earlier today that makes it look like a 16-bit pixels. <laughs> What? Yeah, I, I, it's anything with Assassin's Creed. Your, your experience may vary. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. Um, I like Syndicate. I don't like the shit on that game, but it's kind of funny. The uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed, that movie's coming out in December, right? Yeah. January now. It's been pushed back. I think. Uh, is it? Is it early pushed January? Back? It, does, January. it doesn't matter. There's only one movie in December. Oh. Let's let's just be fair right now. Is that a Gilmore Girls movie? Is that fucking Star Wars? Oh, okay. I don't know. Gilmore Girls movie sounds more exciting. Right? Yeah, well, you know, you do like Firefly, so there's no account for taste. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you're still playing Titanfall Two, the first DLC is out this week. It's free. It's uh, the Angel City map and some other stuff. Cool. I've just picked that up. To be fair, so. It's, single it's, a player, quality, it's a quality game. Yeah, single player is good. Dirt cheap. And their multiplayer is the best of the three big ones this year. At least in my opinion. I would I would say the same thing. Yep. Uh, Watch Dogs Seamless Multiplayer is now online. Um, if, if you care. It wasn't before? No, it did not launch with Seamless Multiplayer uh, enabled. Yeah, they had to delay it for some reason. Oh, okay. Um... Xbox Games with Gold, baby. Uh, in the month of December, we're getting Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition for the Xbox. Everyone One. needs to play that, and now there's no excuse. And then Outlast uh, is the second Xbox One game. Mm-hmm. And then on Xbox 360, you get Outland, which is a really cool game. That is a very cool platforming game. And then you get fucking Burnout Paradise. Oh, although I do have it, but it is at least now backwards compatible. Yes, it is. It's already already available. You can already play it backwards compatible if you own it, and you will get it free in December. So December 16th is when that goes live. It's exciting. Uh, The more they add, the better that service gets. So... And finally, let's talk about the rumor. PSX is this week. Can you believe that? Is it's, it really this week? Jesus. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. this weekend coming up. Oh, my Gideon. So next week let's on the show, out. we'll basically probably have nothing to do but talk about Final Fantasy and two events. There's two events this week. PSX and the <laughs> Game Awards are on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So does, PSX, does that start Friday? Yeah, it starts Friday. Um, so there's two rumors floating around about PSX. One of them I don't hold much credit to because it came from a bunch of crappy sources, uh, but people are saying Last of Us 2 will be shown. The other one... Really? Yeah. The the other one holds a little more water, but I still don't believe it. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 4. (laughs) I know know some people that would literally lose their minds and start throwing up if that were to be announced. 
the first thing I want to make a statement about if both of these games are announced, Sony needs to chill the fuck out. Because if you announce two more games on top of the six you announced at E3 that are still a solid year away from release, <laughs> you need to stop. Nah, so Sony has no chill. Two, oh, oh, let's talk no about chill. two years ago. Where's that Shenmue? Where's that Final Fantasy VII? I'm, I'm playing it right <laughs> now, actually. I, I have both copies. I mean, I, I get hype. I totally do. But let's mm-hmm. let's slow down on announce. I mean, for God's sake, Sony's running a commercial that only has one game that's coming out in the next six months. <laughs> to sell the PS4, they're running a commercial that shows God of War, Horizon, Spider-Man, and what's that zombie? The, the other zombie game? Oh, Days Gone. Uh, Days Gone. Yeah. yeah. So that's the whole and commercial. Only, and only Horizon. What's that? March. Uh, February. They didn't show. Exactly. They didn't show like uh, like Last Guardian. Nope. Well, I guess Last Guardian footage is kind of hard to get by. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they showed nothing that's coming out. Well, that's probably because there's nothing coming out. I get that. <laughs> what do you mean? There's nothing coming out for the PS4? Well, the first party, first yeah. party stuff. They, they don't really have anything. I mean, well, got they didn't. They didn't. They just don't make a big fuss of games like World of Final Fantasy, Dragon. Quest, no, I said first party. Oh, first party, yeah. yeah. For their first party, is definitely lacking. Yeah. No, they they don't make big deals about games they have exclusives to, which is stupid, because they should. They should, yeah. Those games are actually pretty freaking good. Yeah. I mean... And they're available now. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can go out and buy a PS4 and get a bunch of exclusives. Granted, they're not Sony first party, but they're there. Stop promoting shit that ain't coming out till 2018. Well, those... Most of those games are actually coming out 2017, right? You, Days you, Gone. You, you um, really believe those games are coming out in 2017? Horizon's coming out in 2017. You want to bet me that Horizon's coming out in 2017? No, no, no. I said Horizon's the only one that was. Well, you were talking... Well, you would, th- you would think the Spider-Man one would at least be around the time no. of no the way. movie, but I can't see that happening. No way. No, no, Days, no way go- Days Gone will be next, next, next fall, I think, Days Gone. But in regards to, like... Um, God of War, that's not next year. God of War is 2018 summer, at the earliest. Uh, yeah, God of War is going to take a long time. I so is Spider-Man. I'd say Spider-Man is going to be 2018 as well. Mm. 20, 2017 fall for Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, and then Days Gone, probably somewhere in between. I think Days Gone is a lot further along than you give it credit for. I, I, that no, game has been developed for a long that game, time. That game is probably a lot further along than I give a care for, because it yeah. just looks like another well, yeah, fucking... Yeah, 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 sure. Post-apocalyptic zombie not a, game. Not a lot of people are excited for Days Gone, but I feel like it's just the footage that they showed. I think the game has potential. I mean, I'll play it. I'll play anything. And I mean, I love Sam Witwer. He's been in some of the best stuff ever. But who is making that game? Oh, isn't it Santa Monica? No, not Santa Monica. No, Santa Monica. Um, Benz. Yeah. Benz. Sony Benz, which they've made what? What they make? Nothing that I know of. I mean, everybody talks about Sony Ben but I can never think of a game that they've made. Captain Google, get on it. Duh, but let's, let's talk about Marvel Capcom 4. So these rumors they popped made out. Go ahead. Uncharted, uh, Uncharted Vita version, I think. Okay, so garbage. Okay, got you. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> so they're one of the, they're one of the Vita porthouses, kind of like um, Radiant Dawn was. Yeah, I think this is their first um, kind of uh, original IP, well not original, but you know what I mean. So it worked out well for Ready at Dawn, right? The order was oh, Stella. 
I'm kidding. I, I, I'm kidding. They made they made all the siphon filter games as well. I love uh, siphon filter one, two, and three. You can you yeah, can say what you want about those. those games, but I liked all three of them. Uh, I liked the taser. That's all I'm going to ta- say about siphon filter. I liked Logan. I liked Gabe Logan's running animation. It was the greatest yeah. thing ever. There's like a G.I. Joe. Yes. His upper and lower half moved independently of yes, themselves. Yes, yes. It was so great. Uh, but let's talk about Marvel Capcom 4. Let's take it for a ride, okay? So my first question is going to be, <laughs> is Capcom really chomping at the bit to make another fighting game after Street Fighter Five right now? Hell yeah, they are. Even more so than ever because Street Fighter Five underperformed. Yeah, they got to throw something else out there to <laughs> get that fighting game community this hooked in. Hey, yeah. they gonna are they gonna be stupid and make it PlayStation exclusive? Uh, if it's gonna be at a PSX, probably. Yeah, uh, I think it'll take you for a ride. I, I don't just because it's a it PSX better. doesn't make it exclusive. I don't think. Uh, you know, it does. It doesn't have to make it exclusive, but if it's gonna be something that's shown as like a big thing, then. More than likely, based on the track record for Capcom since they did the Street Fighter Five, obviously their flagship title as an exclusive. Why not a smaller title? I don't know. Maybe because Street Fighter Five exclusively on the PlayStation Four sold like dog shit. But that is also not just because of the fact that it was on the PS4. No, but, but it didn't. The game help. itself was, you know, uh, no, no, no. Obviously, I mean, it was multi-platform. But when it did come out on PC and stuff like that, it didn't. Uh, well, wait, it never came out on PC, right? No, Street Fighter Five's on PC. It can it launch day and date. Street Fighter Five came on PC. As yeah, well. it's crossplay between PS4 and PC. What yeah. are you talking about, dude? I don't remember that game at all. Now I'm just like it's yeah. just been in the back of my mind. But anyway, um, it just well, let's be let's be perfectly play. honest. Fighting games don't sell on PC. Okay, let's let's just let's just yeah. get that out of the way. Yeah, you're you're right about that. Uh, but this it would have sold better uh, uh, if it was also on the uh, Xbox One. Because just by the, the the property of it being more available on another platform and all, but that wouldn't have made much of a dent in the whole sales number and the scale of things, because the game itself wasn't good. Like it had so many issues. The word of mouth on that game was one of the the most visceral. I mean, uh, visceral. That's what 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 is that wording? But anyway, it was terrible. And nobody liked that game on launch. And even after that point, it was really hard to turn the public opinion around on that game. Now, it's a fully functional, fully featured fighting game. That seems alright. But it's been like seven, eight months since the game's release. I just, so, I just don't want to, I don't want to see this trend continue of exclusive franchises. I, I don't want to see, I hated it with Rise of the Tomb Raider. I fucking hated it with Street Fighter. I, I just... Ex- I, exclusives in general are anti-consumer by heart. They are by design. So the design made that way. So you're forced to buy another console just to play a game that you want to play. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. And also, typically in a fighting game, the bigger the community, the the better the fighting game itself thrives. Yeah. So putting it in a, in a way where you're actively hurting your own community, a community size and how it can potentially grow by making some deal on the side with whatever company, that's dumb. Uh, but like I can understand it for like smaller companies. Like you're not gonna see like a like a Blaze Blue game on Xbox anymore. No, no, no. Know, and, and I, I totally those, those get games that. are niche. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. those games sell more in Japan, and Xbox One doesn't. Xbox exist doesn't in Japan. sell in Japan. I, I, I'm yeah. not gonna argue the King of Fighters, the Blaze Blues, you know, the Guilty Gears, because those aren't exactly lighting up the charts. But we're talking about 
one of the most iconic and culturally relevant fighting games ever made. Right. Marvel vs. Capcom. And if you try to shoehorn that into a... Uh, I think this thing should come out on everything. I think it should I be on PC. Too. I think it should be on Xbox One. I think it should be on PS4. Fuck, I think you should make a Switch version. Uh, yeah, if they can handle it, sure. Uh, oh, come on. It's a fighting game. Those aren't exactly uh, graphically intensive. <laughs> some of them are. Well, I mean, um, the NetherRealm games are, but that's about it. Uh, you'd be surprised. There's some differences between the PS3 and PS4 versions of Guilty Gear, for example. Well, some yeah. very notable differences. But either way, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I want it to be multi-platform. I want people that want to play to be able to play when they want. That's the, the most consumer-friendly thing to do it. But at the same time, what I'm saying is that I don't support the idea that it would be an exclusive, but I would not be surprised is what I'm getting at. You I know just I mean? wonder how much more money Sony has for exclusives. Because they, they cost a lot of money. You basically have to pay what the other system would sell before a company will say, okay, I'm not going to put it on that system. Eh, fighting games are a little different because of their niche aspect and how the the whole tournament scene is is kind of being focused on as a as an emphasis point so that you don't have you don't want to have like multiple different kind of consoles out there with different controllers and stuff like that it's just like a it's like a nightmare for tournament uh, regulations and such so having one console because if you remember the whole debacle with Street Fighter 4 is that um, Super Street Fighter 4 arcade whatever they the PS3 version had issues like frames were dropping and people were playing people were uh, using that as a tournament device and later down the line like that port was like basically banned and phased out for in uh, to be used with the 360 version which didn't have those issues and things like that that also happened with Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3 as well where uh, so the PS3 version was having some issues here and there, and the 360 version did not. So I don't know. It's it's, it's like a tough thing to sp- specify what would be the best. But hopefully, if they can normalize the performance of each of the consoles and platforms, they can just put it out on everything. But man, Marvel vs. Capcom 4 would be pretty wild. I know some people that would just love to have that game. Yeah, but what? It, let's let's kind of roll it back for a minute. Do you really think it's gonna happen? I mean, this this shit's been rumored for. Hmm. I mean, this would be a this would be a great thing because not only obviously the licensing got sorted out somewhere. If yeah. this if this is happening, but does that also mean like Ultimate Marvel Capcom Three gets relisted and you know maybe like Xbox One gets it backwards compatible and like there's so many uh, options that are available if this is true. But my question is, is we've heard this rumor before. I've even seen. Very similar. I I texted Drew pictures of the last time this was rumored, and it looked real. It looked real, yeah. And so does this. This looks real, but is it? I just don't. Well, we'll find out in a week, but I just don't. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. Uh, I just don't feel like it's ever going to happen. I, I, you know, I like to believe in things that are positive, right? That might be nice to have. Because you know, I don't lose anything in believing outside of just a bit of disappointment. But if I were a betting man, if I had to put some money down on this, I would say probably not. But I, I, I certainly hope that it is true. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird thing. It will be the biggest mistake I ever make if I purchase Marvel vs. Capcom 4. <laughs> Why would it be the biggest mistake you ever made, Drew? Oh, man. Because I suck at those games. Not only that, but you made that pact that you've already broke, but, you know, whatever. I've never bought another Capcom fighting game. Yeah, you did. What? I don't remember what it was, but we we gave you shit about it on the show because you bought it. 
No, I've received all of them for review. Yeah, there was one. I forget what no, it was. was not. He he said that he would never buy another Capcom fighting game ever after uh, Ultimate Marvel Capcom Three. Really? Yeah. yeah. They That's released a... two Marvel versus Capcom threes in the same fucking year. Yeah, sure they did. The fuck is wrong with them? It's Capcom, baby. That and was then just, that was it's, they're, 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 it's their interpretation of taking you for a ride. <laughs> ramming you up the ass. You know what? Did you not enjoy know, the ride? Did you not enjoy the destination that's a, of that ride? Dude, that's exactly what I said. I said that on Twitter. I said, uh, what I say? I said, I just got my pre-order bonus for Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It's a Capcom uh, labeled dildo to shove up my ass. And like that was the most retweeted uh, tweet I'd ever had in my entire life. <laughs> He was so bad about Ultimate. I was so pissed. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This game released not even four months ago, and you're already making another one? And it's coming out this year? That thing sucks, because if you try to go back and play it now, since everything is delisted, like it's impossible to find your DLC characters. Because if you remember, the two new characters they added were DLC, and you had to download them. Mm. It was that eyeball guy. and It was Shumagoraith and Jill. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, get your names right. Schumacherith, he's all up in there. Nah, I'm good, man. Tentacle. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of tentacle monsters like uh, you are. Yeah, but you lo- you watch a lot of anime. You gotta be a fan. Nah, that's that's the other kind of anime. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. Isn't he a Marvel character? Yeah, he is. Probably. I don't know. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Marvel's Capcom Four would be exciting. Do you I, still I don't... have Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three in Evo. So I would love to see that game no longer be there because that game is too played out at this point. So yeah, a new game, a new tournament scene for that game with all the new characters and nonsensical infinite combos that that'll surely have would be great. You know what? I just I just want my curly mustache back. Yeah. I'll play some fucking Marvel. I don't care where it's at. I don't care what it is. I don't want it to be exclusive, but it doesn't matter. I own them all. So wherever it comes out, I'll play it. If it's real... I'll, I'll squee. I'm not gonna lie. I love those games. Uh, I'll watch some IFC yipes. I just stream. I just don't care. Like if it's fake, it's fake. If it's real, cool. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Truthfully, you know what I want to see at PSX? What that fucking Crash Bandicoot remake? I just want to see it. I want to see what it is. No, that is real. So yeah. eventually, we'll see it. Yeah, it might be I here. Just, I want to see that. I mean, come on, Sony. You're showing me games from two years away. You can show me Crash. <laughs> you, you seem to have an issue with the the way Sony's handling their. I've, I have very much an issue <laughs> of them showing me games that I'm not going to play. You know, we've gotten past that. It got really good. Both of them were doing it properly. Like, here's a game. It'll be out in six months to a year. Don't show me stuff that ain't going to be out for two years. So what do you think they will show there? A bunch of shit that ain't going to be out for two years. Do you think we will see Red Dead there? Mm, no. Rockstar's not listed as one of the people that's going to be Rockstar there. Rockstar does their own shit. Yeah, yeah we won't see anything like that. No. I mean, it'd be awesome. I'd love to see more of Red Dead 2, but I, I doubt it. I still, I still go on to say that I want Sony to do something like Microsoft's doing and give me some f- sort of fucking backwards compatibility. Or I, I think we're going to see some... What I'm most excited about, and I will predict this, is that we're going to see some new footage of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. New footage, baby. Yeah, I mean, that's, you, you, that's You know possible. what? 
hearing everybody talk about it, I didn't play it personally, but hearing everybody talk about it, I think it would be wise for them to show some more of that Neo game. Oh, dude, that Neo. Uh, you know, the thing about Neo is that when we first talked about it during the alpha phase, it was bad. Everybody every, fucking every, hated everyone, it. Everyone here hated it. And then uh, one of our, you know, ni- nice listeners actually, you know, talked to me on Twitter. We were talking about the different systems uh, and all that stuff. And then because of what he said and because of his explanations, I told him that I would try the beta when it came out again. And when I checked out the beta, the game was just worlds better. And I am 100% on board with that game. Yeah, One I of think, my most anticipated games next year. I think Neo and um, Nier are two games that they should show. Uh, Automata, yeah. Yeah, because those are two exclusive games coming to the PlayStation platform early in 2017. You know, those are those are probably going to be your big niche games. So maybe get out uh, there and promote those. I think Neo has some real potential to be like a like a standout hit like a almost like a dark soulsy kind of success because of how much of a because how closely it resembles the souls games and you know the souls community in general they're just dying for games of their type that's why they tried to make so many clones of it but so few are successful you know you have like lords of the fallen kind of like half-ass efforts and stuff like that even though it has some few good ideas here and there but from a critical and from a consumer standpoint it wasn't really viewed as something successful but Neo, I think, has the real potential to be like a spiritual successor to uh, the Soul series in a lot of ways, which which is pretty exciting in its own way. I hope so. I hope mm-hmm. both of those games because Nier looks real fucking good. I don't play that. It's it's platinum. Pretty much anything platinum does, I'll play it. Oh, it's it's platinum, and uh, ha- it has a story of one of the craziest people in the game I industry. Mean, I mean, two. Platinum games next year have me super excited to play both of them, and they're both very different games. Uh, Scalebound 2017, right? Yeah, I, I expect Scalebound and Crackdown to make reappearances and become kind of Scorpio launch titles. Is kind of yeah. what I'm expecting out of those two games. And I'm 100% down with that because, man, Scalebound, when I saw it, looked really fucking cool. So, I think Scalebound is where they're putting most of their money. Yeah, I think that right game is, it, it, like, visually it's impressive, it's got a pedigree developer behind it, and it's something different. So I hope it's good. That I'll, game looks like it could stand out in 2017 as something new and good, and I hope it is. Alright. Sucker Punch, what are they doing now? Uh, Spider-Man uh, game. No, that's no, Insomniac. That's Insomniac. Oh, of course it is, yeah. No, no, um, that's one of the, actually, it's, it's good that you brought it up, um, because that's one of the biggest rumors rolling around, because Sucker Punch has been so dormant for so long, now it's kind of their time to strike with a new game launch, uh, like an announcement of some kind, and they don't know what they're gonna what they're gonna do. Like, Sucker Punch has a lot of IPs under their belt that could be promising. I, I've loved almost every game they've made, so I will play whatever they make. Yeah. Uh, one of the things about so what they did... you think they'll make another infamous game? No, I I think I think they're kind of done with that right now. I think they either revisit Sly or they do something new. I don't know how well Sly would be like. It, from it, a, it doesn't. Go, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense from a physical standpoint. No, no, I don't not think at that's, all. That's thing. Another infamous game seems very easy to do, right? Yeah, but I I just don't. I want something new from them. I, you know, there's sure, been five sure. or four infamous games, and I'm just I'm just kind of done with that series. You know, they're good, but. I don't need another one. I always get them and and uh, Insomniac mixed up. Um, who made Fuse? That was Insomniac. Okay. 
Insomniac is easy to pinpoint because they're the only ones that have ever made games for other systems. So if it was on Xbox anytime or Nintendo, it was Insomniac. Sucker Punch has been Sony exclusive since PlayStation 3 or 2, I want to say. Yeah, 2, I believe, because that's where the Sly games games came from. Yeah, so they've been PlayStation exclusive since then. Hmm. Uh, And Insomniac has made games for Xbox. Um, I mean, obviously Sunset Overdrive, Song of the Deep, Fuse. Those are all Insomniac joints. So. The the last game that they put out was in 2014 for Infamous First Light, you know, game. which was a yeah, which was a while ago. So, hey, it's almost been three years since their last game. Uh, it's about time for them to. I mean, they haven't been disbanded or anything that I know. About. No, obviously no, they're, they're still around. Something. They're just not. They haven't announced it yet. Yeah, I mean, they did their they, they did the something. patches, the pro patches for Infamous uh, Second Son and First Light. Mm, that's true. Mm. So, and I heard those patches are actually really well done. They're, 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 they're really good patches. Like Insomniacs are, are uh, in, um, Sucker Punch, a great developer. They really are. Okay, so I would, yeah, I would, I would wager that we're gonna hear something from Sucker Punch at PSX. I'll play whatever they make. Yeah. I like them. They're kind of like Insomniac in the same way. Like anything Insomniac makes, I'll play it. They usually make fun games. Hot full boyfriend three. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll play it. It's Sucker Punch. Now with uh, superpowers, like the pigeons have superpowers. That's actually a really good idea. I'd play that. I'd play yeah. that in RP. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dig into this email I got from Mookie. Uh, I think it's the only one that something else just came in. Is this another email for us? No. Okay, so we have one email from Mookie. It's a long one. It's mostly just conversation. I don't know if there's a question in here. He says, hey, guys, Mookie here with another email, and this time it's something personal and serious at the same time. Uh, I'm expected to get married next year around August 2017, and the closer I get, the more serious I am. I'm wondering how much gaming time I will have to sacrifice in a married <laughs> life. Um, I know that one of the drawbacks is additional chores and responsibilities, plus financing will have to apply so that we both won't disappoint ourselves uh, from at least a bi-monthly basis. Personally, the wedding mentality came on a good timing because I'm starting to buy a lot less games than I used to. Because they don't make me feel the same like I used to, and I got a lot more pickier. Uh, Moving to the pickier topic, I personally don't like to follow the mainstream gaming industry like I used to anymore, and shift my focus on a few indies, Owlboy, Stardew Valley, and Starbound, etc. Or a very select... Are very selective games after doing personal research, Dead by Daylight, Grip, and Titanfall 2. Or out of my personal excitement, Dishonored 2, Mafia 3, and XCOM 2. That's a lot of games, Mookie. I'll just that's, a, that's a lot of hours of gaming. <laughs> uh, I think that by next year I'll be even more pickier and rely more on my trusted gaming sites like ZTGD and its podcast because my mind just asked me as I typed that, when enough is enough. <laughs> uh, I know that I can't find myself quitting on gaming, but at the same time I need to get my real life shit together and get married, be a husband, be a parent, be a grandparent. Whoa, slow down, dude. Um... I can't live like this anymore. God, this is like depressing. <laughs> uh, waiting. Oh my god, I'm gonna get married and then I'm gonna be a grandparent and I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's already one foot in the grave writing this email. Oh, uh, it, it sounds so like fast. Ryan was one foot in the grave too. <laughs> he did. He had like an echo, like he was in like a church or something. He's giving the sermon that came from the depth of his heart. That's why the echo was going. On. It did. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I can't live like this anymore, waiting for the next game to come out every year. And at I the can't end, live if living is without you. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it leaves me with the same feeling and experience, only to leave me thinking of one or few games that stands out. Uh, the rest for being different, innovative, and fun. The second point, do you guys feel something similar, if not the same? Because I'm relying more on... Um, more of your thoughts as I grow older throughout the stages of my life. Maybe you guys can feel this, uh, but you all affect my gaming mentality since 2008. So um, that, I guess there's a question there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you, you will start to get picky because as you get older, you have less time to play games, so you have to pick and choose what you want to play. So you have to be a little picky because if you sit there and play crap, well, I just wasted my time playing that. You know what else you'll stop caring about? Difficulty levels. Yep, that's my number one thing. Like, pop it on easy and let's go. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, lastly is that I'm so freaking done with FPS and won't get back to it anytime soon. I guess the reason why I put Overwatch has to do with the people I'm playing with. I, I think he meant to say quit. Uh, in a big way, and it's a huge down to me. Some may feel it's unfair because why Titanfall is on my personal list, but not that. It's because it has single-player campaign, and I don't play with people so much, particularly with friends, and end up seeing them play a bit uh, too serious. It's discouraging because I just want to play the game without me being judged too much. Now, I know that's also unfair because I get judged all the time on Dota 2, but I got two oh. things. <laughs> One, oh, boy. One is that the game is more complex compared to Titanfall 2 and Overwatch, and it doesn't feel bland or boring in the long run. And second, Dota 2 has been around since the first one, and seeing players in real life act like that in front of me it made me realize that I should step up my game before I even go in a PvP casual match. I suck at Dota 2, I know, but I will never give up until I master the game for many years to come. Uh, that being said, I finally bought the last FPS that I'm going to play before the year ends, which is Doom. Sorry, Killing Floor 2, you're not in my list, because as soon as I saw the news that you finally released, I already gave up on FPS entries for the year. But kudos to the devs, because it's a fun-ass game, especially with friends, because the boss fights are hardcore and require serious teamwork. Almost there. Now I should focus on playing the games for this year and render my lists of games for the year, including games released on other years, which I recently played in 2016. Indeed, this was another exhausting year for gamers, and I'm glad that this crew continues to give us their personal ideas, which are close to my gaming taste, even though they don't have PC gamers much. Thanks for taking this time to read the email, and more power to the crew and all of their colorful listeners. Peace. P.S. I don't like mixing politics with gaming. Props to ZTGD for not mixing those up in here. The world is already crazy as it is, uh, and this safe haven shouldn't uh, welcome any outside negatives except the miserable Brit. <laughs> uh, he also says, I have a Samsung. A new phrase there. Good job. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny last week. <laughs> is that taking over Puzzle Quest? It might. I have a Samsung. I have a Samsung. I actually have a Samsung. I know, now. you do. I have two. So <laughs> I have two, up? actually, now, yeah. yeah. I have an iPhone. All right, I need a... Not, <laughs> not a phone, John. I'm talking about TV. Oh, I have a Panasonic. I think you were gone when we had the Samsung conversation last week. Mm, possibly, yeah. All right. I needed a drink after that long email. Whew. 
job. Lot, lot to, lot to process there. But I'll let the people that are in relationships and already married <laughs> talk about the things uh, he was talking about, like becoming more prepared for a transition in life, right? And how you guys dealt with it. Uh, I'm also interested in hearing that too. So if you guys could go on, yeah, um, you really just gotta find your balance. I mean, you're obviously gonna yeah. have to take the time to do what you have to do. But you just got to pick and choose your moments. Like, for example, you know, it took me and my wife a few years to get used to it. But, you know, I do the things I need to do. I spend the time I need to spend. And then I game when I can. Especially after yeah, having it's about a kid. Finding, it's about finding the balance. Yeah, especially after having a kid. You know, you got to get used to what he's doing and what times and what he needs. And then you just base your time around that. Pretty much. So, I mean, you, you're you're gonna lose some time. I mean, anytime you add something into your repertoire of responsibilities, you're gonna have to cut some in other places. But it sounds like you're already on the right path because you're already being pickier, which is yeah, good. Definitely. So. Yeah, or um, just not sleep anymore. Just yeah, you can just not sleep. <laughs> that's fine. Except when you have kids, Drew. That's. You got to get it when you can. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. if you don't, they're just gonna they're just gonna own you. They're gonna own your life anyway. But just saying. Um, in that regard, like when you're talking about being picky about what games you're playing, the the there's an idea that you're missing out on every game that you're not playing that you might be interested in. But don't look at it that way. Think about it as you're just choosing to play something else. Just uh, kind of relishing the fact that you got to play something uh, and not the fact that you didn't play something else. You know what I mean? So let's say you played XCOM 2 you really loved it. Don't think about like, oh man, I could have been playing uh, some other game that came out that also looks interesting. Think about your, you know, your good time with the game that you played. Because I feel like people are always thinking about the things that I can't, uh, they can't have. And I also feel the same way. Like I'm thinking, I'm looking into the future, thinking about the games that I'm gonna play instead of enjoying the game that I am. But when I actually step back and I'm, you know, having a really good time right now playing like Science Gate Zero, like I don't, I don't mind the way. Like it makes, it makes the game better when I ultimately get it. And when I ultimately do choose to play something else, it's gonna be all the better for it. So. Every time and every hour that you spend playing a game should be something that you live in the moment for. You shouldn't be thinking about other games while you're playing something else. You know what I mean? Try to try to step out from that mentality. Don't think about wasting time as such. Think about enjoying the time that you have and spending it the way that you'd like. Yep. And get used to that. Agreed. When you have the less time to do it, mm-hmm. it's best to focus on something that you want to do instead of something you think you want to do. All right. It's one of the great things about Phoenix Down. You can go through you can go through these life changes with Drew because he's getting married like next week, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're all invited. <laughs> oh, you know, Drew would invite us all. It's, it's whether or not we'd actually be able to make the trip. <laughs> yeah, to to where like Georgia or something. Well, like that? he's not going to go oh, yeah. anywhere to get married. He's going to stay in his hometown. I don't know. Maybe he has a destination wedding planned. I don't know, man. Damn. No, he's he's going to do it right there in the in the good old heart of Georgia. <laughs> he's, am you I? Notice, am I? You notice he's not I, denying it anymore. There? Should I wear like a bulletproof vest or something? Am I in danger if I go to Georgia? I don't know how it works over there. Nah, just say y'all a lot. And you'd be <laughs> y'all, <laughs> y'all. I gotta practice in front of a mirror to make it sound more natural. I can't say it properly. Yet. What if I, what if I get like a farmer <laughs> hat and then put a piece of straw in my mouth? 
Show my, my good? Sure. <laughs> can you ship me a pair of like overalls that I can wear with some plaid shirt? You know what? If you ship those to him, please do it. I, I just want to see that. <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing ever. I can't imagine myself in overalls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. Alright, Twitter time. Uh, this first set of tweets comes in from Anthony. He says, I finished Watch Dogs 2 and it's weird, but it's the first time I felt combat was out of place entirely in a game. Uh, guns blazing only get you killed anyway, but its stealth isn't great, so the gameplay loop is literally controlling an RC car. Um, as someone who really enjoyed Watch Dogs 1, it felt more about style than substance, but those end missions are fucking amazing. Yeah, that game is is weird like that because shooting is not the way you want to play that game. You want to you want to upgrade and get your call the police and the gangs on people because that that makes stuff a lot easier. It also sounds like it, shooting and killing people in general seems out of character for the person as well. Yeah, that's why they give you a taser gun to start. Okay, and you that's have good. that all the time. So uh, it kind of reminds me of the whole Tomb Raider thing back when we were talking about that game about how. Uh, she struggles with killing like a deer and then has like these moments where she kills the first person. And then the next scene, she does like a fatality on some people, shooting like 40 AK shots into a guy's face at point blank. And you're like, there's yeah. a bit of a disconnect between the moments here. There was, uh, the, like, I totally got that whenever yeah, I was playing it the first time. She was like, I'm so sorry. And then the all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I unlock a execution move with for a, a machine gun, <laughs> where I start at the legs and hold the gun all the way up their fucking torso, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! You Some know, Mortal Kombat shit there. You know what makes me laugh about this stuff, and and I totally get it, is that I just don't care. Like it's a video game, and like I see people having like four hour conversations about like you know, narrative dissonance or whatever, and it's like. I don't fucking care. If I shot a guy, like, I have no emotion if I shoot a dude with an Uzi in the face in a video game. Like, I just don't care. But isn't there, hasn't there some points at time, like, let's say you're playing something with a really big emphasis on storytelling or something like that, where you're invested in the character enough that you're not sure whether you want to pull the trigger or not? Is, doesn't that sound more interesting than just complete and utter indifference? Mm, I mean, in some cases, but, I mean, and Drew will attest to this, my... My theory on video games is as long as I'm having fun, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care if I'm shooting zombies in the face or, or mowing the grass. If it's fun, whatever. No no more heroes, baby. Mow that grass. Hey, yeah. Or you, can, or you can combine the two and mow zombies in Dead Rising. I mean, I, I don't care. <laughs> you also did, you, you did that in uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Fucking right you did. That game was so stupid. Oh, yeah. But I love yeah. that game. And they played You Spin Me Round God while damn. you were doing it. That game, I've, I've been waiting on that to go backward compatible, so I have an excuse to put it back in. I love that game. That game's really underrated, I feel like. It got a bad rep for some reason, but it's fun. It's yeah. It's got some stiff controls, but I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. Um, next up we have uh, Anthony says, So two questions, any letdowns this year? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little crusty the clown laugh going on there. <laughs> uh, I have so many, so many disappointments this year. As as you know, as less than I have, you know, things that I've enjoyed, but still, 
But I'm I'm gonna save that for the game of the year because uh, we're gonna do that whole conversation again. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows the two games that I've spoken highly about is disappointing this year, but we'll revisit those games yeah. when it comes around. Uh, number two, is this the year of using licensed songs to accentuate moments in games? Mm, what games have done that? Painted Black. Yeah, Mafia, <laughs> Mafia did that very, very well. Yeah, that um, was a pretty cool moment. Didn't play that. I don't know. You know what I? You know what licensed song that I really liked? Uh, they they use Saints Row, two I believe, right? Saints Row three is what you're thinking of. Three is that three the Where they're playing for the a Kanye hero? Wrestling? No, no, oh, the hero one. song. The I hero, hero song. The yeah. hero that was three. Was, that was three. Yeah, and then like in yeah, yeah, four, that, that was great. That was fantastic. I love yeah. that. Three did it really well. Four did it okay because four because um, four also at the end was four when they did the touch. Yeah. Yeah, like when you're fighting and, at the and end. It, and at the beginning, you were climbing up that rocket while they were playing Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Yeah, the Aerosmith song. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Uh, they also did the uh, that also in Transformers as well. They I also did it in uh, song. Shadow Warrior. Oh, they did, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, intro sequence where he's driving the car. and he. But the best part is that he's singing the song. Oh, man, I love Lo Wang. He's the best. Uh, Anthony says, oh, and if Drew decides to play Watch Dogs 2 and wants someone to talk his effing ear off about it, hit me up. <laughs> you planning do. on playing uh, Watch Dogs 2 sometime, Drew? Not anytime soon. Right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fantastico says, I bought a 55-inch Samsung 4K HDR TV for the Xbox One S, and I'm in love with HDR. I feel like my face is being melted with colors. I'm probably going to need a face lift. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, congratulations. You got a Samsung. <laughs> Are we? Okay, we'll do that conversation. We're going to see you. That's what you have. That's what you get for leaving early. Well, you know. Uh, Mookie tweeted and said played XCOM 2 again since last February and used Mass Effect, Deadpool, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and the outcome was awesome. Uh, they're Sweet. all They're all voice mods. So ah, That's pretty fantastic. I would love to have that. Yeah, I, I still I, I play the Gas Guzzlers game and it has Duke Nukem and Arnold Schwarzenegger voice lines that you can program into it and it's pretty fantastic. I, I, it's anything with Arnold Schwarzenegger is better. Yeah, it's I like think, uh, I think Magica right. Two when you had that one you could choose Arnold's voice. Oh my god, that stuff is so good. Uh, Plo six one seven says Sean Murray lives. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says just picked up Skyrim for thirty bucks due to the flash sale. A good times, you know. Skyrim Remastered outsold Titanfall 2. Holy shit. <laughs> that makes me sad. Uh, it just goes to show you. I mean, people complain all the time. Why do they do these remasters? This is why. Because dumb people buy them. No, get it. it's not dumb people. Dumb people. Damn, it just blew my mind. I just looked at that. Uh, Skyrim came out 11, 11, 11. It's, been, it's five years old. Yeah, and it outsold a brand new Titanfall game. It wasn't even cheap either. It was like fifty dollars or something, right? Like new. I thought it was full price. Sixty. Sixty? Yeah, I think it's. Holy 60. fuck balls! They bought it for sixty dollars. Oh yeah, they did. Uh, 
God damn it, people. <laughs> yeah, they'll keep buying it. All right, last one. We kind of did already, but we can do some more now to finish out the show. Um, Okamira says, any PSX slash Game Awards predictions? Mm-hmm. Let's start with the Game Got Awards, because that's on Thursday. Uh, let's talk okay. about who's going to win it, right? We know the nominees, right? Who do you think is going to win it? Remind yeah, don't care. Uh, Overwatch, Uncharted. Uh... Uncharted. You only have to name the rest of them, Uncharted. <laughs> yeah, Uncharted will win it. Everybody has a gigantic boner for Naughty Dog games, I'm sorry. They do, but Uncharted 4 is not the best game Naughty Dog's made. Well, I don't shit. care. It's, it's still a very good game, but I don't think it's like... I don't think it's like better than The Last of Us or Uncharted 2, for for example. Uh, wow. Well, I um, don't really care. Thanks, John. Men no, I, I don't. It's like <laughs> their opinions of games might not match mine. Yeah, no, no, no it's, it's, not, it's not a matter of whether you care or not. It's, we're just trying to guess what would be the most plausible winner. It's just like a game. I think so it's you... Uncharted. I want it to be Overwatch out of the yeah. nominees that are there. Uh, Overwatch is a hard sell for the fact that they love their single-player campaigns, and Overwatch doesn't have one. Uh, Overwatch the, will uh, definitely win best multiplayer for sure. But it should, it should. Uh, there also was Inside as one of the game of the year nominees, right? Yeah, and Doom, yes. Doom, and Titanfall are the other two. So those are the five. Uh, I could see Inside winning it if Killy felt going with like an artsy farty kind of thing. Well, it's they not did, it's they, not voted on by him. It's voted on by yeah, was it yeah, yeah. 17 members of the gaming media or something like that? All his mates in other words. More or less. Uh they did pick Walking Dead season 1 as a winner at one point. Uh the, you know the the kind this kind of kind of people. So these kind they, of they people. Might, yeah, basically. <laughs> Listen to him. People in the media. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well. sure. That's what you meant. The blacks, okay? I meant the blacks. Wow. Is that what you wanted me wow, to say? You went there. You that went is there. not what I wanted you well, to say. I can't, I can't be racist because uh, you know I'm Asian and everything, so I'm good. So I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. No, <laughs> it works, I think man. you could be racist. I, I have a card inside of my wallet right now that says I am Asian and I can't be racist, so I, I'm good. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, guys! Video games. Let's talk about those. Yeah, don't worry about it. I could see Inside winning it. I could see Uncharted. Uncharted obviously is the most likely winner, but I would obviously like to see Overwatch win it because I think it's the better game of the two. I still but think, um, as far as predictions go, I totally see uh, Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy game being at the game. Oh, well, I've already said that's going to be. No, it was rumored. It was rumored. It was. Oh, is that, I thought they've said it was. No, oh, okay. there's no I'm confirmation. Uh, it's it's Sorry. a Keeley. It's a Keeley. World exclusive. Uh-huh. Well, if you if you remember, Telltale's Batman was uh, first revealed at the game show, game yeah, awards show. Telltale, right? Telltale, and Keeley have a relationship, just like him and Kojima. They have a weird relationship. You think we'll see some new footage of uh, Death Stranding at the show? No, no. <laughs> Kojima is gonna be there though. I, yeah, he's not. He might bring something. Has no footage. I'm a little. I, I'm gonna be the cynical. You'll see that game, but not that game. I just want Kojima yeah, to walk out on stage with a naked Norman Reedus holding a baby. <laughs> it's not too much to ask for. I think that's pretty plausible. I think that'll happen. Yeah, there'll be another bullshit trailer. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I hope so. And everybody will lose their shit, and I'll be like, what's wrong with you people? Dude, man. Bullshit trailers are the hype. What are you talking about? It's the best game it's ever. Entertainment. 
entertainment. He's coming back this year to get his lifetime achievement award he wasn't allowed to have last year. Yeah, that would be pretty good. He's going to get a standing ovation in the half. I love Kojima, but I really think Death Stranding just it's such bullshit at this point. It's not even a game. <laughs> we'll, we'll see it in 2026, okay? I'm, call, I'm calling Kojima's bullshit at this point. <laughs> You know, I, I've been there through we Metal Gear. We should have pulled it a long time ago. I know, I've been there through Metal Gear. I I made it through, but you know what, Hideo, Hideo, I'm done with your shit. Okay. Are you done? Are you not going to play Death Stranding when it comes out? I said I was done with his bullshit. I didn't say I was done with his games. That's what I thought. Yeah. So it's like an abusive relationship. Yeah, of course. So any you, other... You, you talk a lot of shit, but you go for it. Yeah. Uh, any other predictions for the game awards? Uh, we Ooh. talked about the sucker punch thing, right? And uh, yep, maybe a Marvel vs. Capcom four. That seems unlikely, but I hope so. It was, if I remember, there wasn't that much last year, other than the the Telltale stuff. There wasn't a huge. There wasn't anything that was mind blown, was there? Um. <laughs> Was it? Am I mistaken, or was Bloodborne first showed off at the Game Awards? Uh, Don't think so. The DLC I was. Feel- I know for a fact the DLC was. As Maybe was get- um, Skyrim. Or was Dark Souls sh- shown then? Mm-hmm. Dark Souls three. Some- Dark, Dark Souls, Souls was E three. It was E three. Okay. Okay. Uh, there was something. I think Bloodborne might have been revealed at the Game Awards show. And uh, Mizaki's working on something. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like Bloodborne Two or anything like that. But we might get like a Dark Souls Three DLC preview. He's making like an ex- he's making an Xbox One exclusive Souls game now. He's he's trading back and forth. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I thought you left the show, Jay, because I just sent you an email. <laughs> uh, did you now? I did. Hmm. Uh, something came up, guys. And, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I say, I'm not. I'm not going to start playing this game until I finish my science game review, which should be done in five minutes. I'm not going to lie. They sent two codes. So hey, I gotta go. Oh, Let's wrap no. up the show. Can 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 internet high five. Yeah, I right no. there. It's all no. good. No. No. <laughs> oh well, thanks. Yeah, I just got the email. Thanks. Uh, oh, did you? Uh huh. Did you just check your email to see if you accidentally sent it to me? No, no, I, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I've done enough. I've done enough email sends in my life to know who I sent it to. Although I, I have to admit, I was texting with K Dub the other day, and I had this really funny ass picture of a girl covered in green goo, and a picture of the Hulk standing next to her, and he was screaming, "I'm coming!" And I actually sent it to my sister when I was responding to whether or not we were coming to Thanksgiving. <laughs> well done Classic I'm glad my sister has a very good sense of humor Because she just replied back She was like, that's hilarious But anyway Any more predictions for the Game Awards Slash PS It's happening this week, guys Two shows I think we'll see the single player for Uncharted The DLC I think it's, that's going to happen But they're launching the Horde mode Wouldn't they show that instead? Well, they've already announced that I think we'll see something of the single player it seems like, a, so- like, a story, like a story DLC, that you're saying, right? Yeah, because yeah. uh, the season pass came out with it, and there's nothing come of that because all the multiplayer stuff has been free. So, I mean, you're talking about when did that come out? April, early May. So that's that, it's about time we saw single player stuff for that. I think that's I think we'll see it. Everyone here basically played that game, right? So there's no spoiler. Mm, I, uh, mm. I, 
Wombat, did you beat Uncharted? Do you? I did not. No. Okay, so no. Okay. Oh, okay. Not nothing spoiler here, but the way that game ends, there's a lot of potential for story content to continue. There, there is with particular characters, so exactly. I think I know exactly. where it's yeah, going yeah. to go. Um, we'll obviously wait and see, but I, I think we'll see something because, again, it's yes, they've they've certainly announced the. Um, okay, are you, do you, hold do you, stuff. I was going to yeah, say no, you lost your train of thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm always losing my train of thought. Old age. Uh, yeah, they've certainly already announced the, the the horde stuff, but I think people who have bought into that season pass will probably want to know something. That's the other. Just to go back to uh, what Mookie was talking about earlier. That's the other thing you got to look out for. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Old age. Let John be Alzheimer's. your let John be your guide on that one. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Um, I'm really trying to think like Sony has already blown their load so much on what they're showing for the next, you know, how many ever years, like at some point you've got to slow down and (laughs) no, never, no chill, man. Like I said, no breaks, no chill. They're going to just keep announcing new things because that's what really kind of gets people's gears turning. You know what? Kind of like the anticipation for the feature. I'm sorry, but I I will say this every time until it happens. I still want some kind of backward compatibility. I just want it. I want it, at at the minimum, give me my PS1 collection back. <laughs> like how hard could it possibly be to emulate PS1 discs and digital games on the PS4? No, I agree, but I don't think that's going to happen. We'd have seen something by now, but surely. I mean. Use the power of the PS4 Pro. (laughs) (laughs) It needs that extra power to emulate this immaculate PlayStation 1 game. If you have a PS4 Pro, you can play PS1 games digitally. Oh, cool. Nah, I I think they've gone gone around the whole backwards compatibility. Sony is no longer into that idea anymore. They were for a while in PS3 era, but... That pisses me off because I love that about Xbox One. I mean, granted, I'm one of those people that like when it when they put one up, I'll install it and play it for 20 minutes. But you know what? I don't care. I have it. It's there. Well, I wouldn't have been able to be on Phoenix Down if it wasn't for backwards compatibility. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I really want my library. Like that's. That's why I play a lot of stuff on Xbox. I'm, that's why I'm glad I had a lot of stuff on 360, because now I have an old you know, Xbox One. Yep, I, I still have my uh, PS3 for those uh, lot, some of those PS2 classics and PS3 games, because I don't have you know backwards compatibility on my PS4. That's probably just how it's going to be. I'm not, I'm not going to disconnect my PS3 anytime soon, because I, I want to play those PS2 and PS3 games. That's, that what's going to suck is when PS5 comes out. Uh, that's, it, that's, a, that's a topic not, for another couple of years from now. If it's not backwards compatible, it's like... Uh, nah, they've got to, at this point, there'd be too many people get upset, wouldn't they? Well, the thing about it is that the architecture of the PS4 allows for easier backwards compatibility because oh, yeah. of the way it's programmed. So it's basically a glorified PC for both the Xbox One and the PS4. So it would not be difficult for them to put backwards compatibility towards PS4 games, but for things like, let's say, PS3, PS2, and PS1, it's a different matter. But like uh, like Ken said, PS4 uh, emulation in particular is entirely software. Uh, it's been done before, and it's almost like 99% compatible. 
But at the same time, it's just a matter of reading those disks that you actually put in. So if you can actually tie in your digital codes and then make them playable on your PS5 or whatever, that ought to be easy enough. But it's just, you know, people ask for uh, backwards compatibility all the time, and then when they give it to them, sometimes they don't appreciate it as much. Kind of like the whole thing with the Wii and the, the Wii U. They, they have backwards compatibility. People didn't get a fuck. They, they, just, they just said, you don't have the games now. So I don't know. It's, it's a difficult thing to it's a difficult thing to say and quantify how people really do want it in the majority sense of the way. I'm just shocked after the uproar that happened after Sony took it out of the PS3 when they removed PS2 compatibility mm-hmm. with newer PS3 mm-hmm. models. Like people lost their shit. It was a sad day when I had to trade in my OG PS3 because it broke yeah, and no longer had PS2 compatibility. That was the ugliest console ever made. Ooh. That thing, OG. The OG PS3, that thing was fucking just awful. I don't even remember what it looks like. I have my PS3 Slim now. Yeah, that PS3, the original, was just big and fat and round and just was not a good console. Oh, uh, I, I remember. It's, it's, it has very, like, elliptical kind of shapes Spider-Man ass writing on the front of it. Hmm. The only thing that was cool about it is it had like 6,000 input slots in it, if you remember that. Like it had like 4,000 different card readers in the front of yeah, it. Yeah, I remember those. They, none of them were used ever. Nope. All big waste space. All right, we got one last tweet. It comes from Anthony. It says, hope you guys had a great fat day. <laughs> PS- Every day for me is a fat day. This Thank is true. You. Speaking of which, I'm real hungry, so we need to wrap this up. Uh, I was yes. <laughs> able to upgrade my Xbox One to an Xbox One S for just five bucks out of pocket. Nice. You, sir, have a good deal. Mm-hmm. But that's it. If you want to shoot us an email, send them to podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to tweet at us, uh, you can tweet at uh, n4g podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, John is at John W U K. Drew is at DML Fury. Jay is at Badu Side J. And Ryan is at R Wombold. You can follow me and the site at ZTGD. And of course, check out Phoenix Down every week. Mass Effect wraps up this week, followed by Don Gon Rampa. Don Gon Rampa too, baby. In December coming up. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's all the news you can use. We'll have a fun time next week discussing PSX and uh, the Game Awards. And then we'll start talking about the best of 2016 in the next few weeks. God. I know, right? One month left. 30 days. 30 days, boys. 30 days. Indeedy. Which means you got less than a month before Christmas. So hopefully you got some of your shopping done, if not all of it. Well, it's been Black Friday. We get that now. So, Jesus. I went out yesterday. Nobody shopping. Um, We've heard similar things in like the cities in the UK because it was everyone's doing it online now because they spread it out over a week and ten days. You don't have to worry about the one day getting where you need to get, and which is a smart way of doing it. Let's face it. Yeah, I went to a Walmart and a Best Buy, and there were no lines, no crowds, nothing. Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It was nice. It was because I was actually worried about it. I'm like, I've got to go pick up a couple things at these two different stores, and no problems. So there you go. That's it. Uh, other than that, enjoy the shows this week, and enjoy your video games, and don't bitch about them online, and don't fight. <laughs>
with other gamers. Yeah. Yeah.